Hi, my name is Sarah Rachel Brown. I'm a 30-something-year-old woman, and I live in Philadelphia. I'm a contemporary jeweler. And like many others, I am an artist trying to make a living. On this podcast, I'm going to broach the subject of value. I'll be talking to studio artists and performers, educators and administrators, and anyone else attempting to combine their creative endeavors with how they get a paycheck. Welcome to another episode of Proceed Value. It's me, Sarah Rachel Brown. Before we get to the goods, a little business. First of all, thank you to those who have rated and reviewed the podcast on iTunes. Hey, I see those reviews. I take note. If you have a few moments while you're waiting in a line or staring at your phone instead of working at your bench, could you please take a moment and rate and review us? It's free to do, and it's real important to the podcast. I don't think I've ever mentioned this, but uh, hey, perceive value. We are on social media. Find the podcast on Instagram at Perceived Value and on Facebook at Perceived Value. And I'm on Instagram at Sarah Rachel Brown. I'm fairly certain I should be on Twitter, but it just hasn't happened yet. And eh. I want to thank my most recent supporters at the podcast, Jessica and Jonathan. Thank you for donating through the PayPal link on our website. And thank you to my two new patrons, Brendan and Leslie. Your support keeps this side hustle of mine going. And hey, I truly appreciate you. If you'd like to show your support for the podcast, visit our support page at proceedvaluepodcast.com and find out how. This past weekend was the American Craft Council's American Craft Show in Baltimore, Maryland. It's a huge show. If you've ever attended something like the New York Now Wholesale Show in NYC, it's not nearly as big, but I'd say it's similar to the handmade section within that show. Or, for my European listeners, similar to the International Crafts Fair in Munich, Germany, which coincides with Munich Jewelry Week. But again, not nearly as big as the entire fair, but similar to the handwork and design section in which Talenti and Schmuck are located. A few weeks ago, I received an email from my previous guest of the podcast, Erica Bello, on behalf of the Baltimore Jewelry Center, offering me the opportunity to make the short trip down to Baltimore to record during the American Craft Show. The purpose being to gather recordings with both exhibitors and attendees, you know, about their experience selling or buying or not selling and not actually buying. Throughout my conversations, I refer to this craft show as the ACC show because the American Craft Council's American Craft Show in Baltimore is a mouthful. There are actually four ACC shows that take place annually. Baltimore, obviously. But then next up is Atlanta in March, St. Paul, Minnesota in April, and the ACC ends their annual show schedule with San Francisco in August. After listening, if you're interested in attending, here is how admission breaks down. A one-day pre-sale pass is 12 bucks. A one-day on-site ticket is 13. If you become a member of the American Craft Council, a $40 annual membership fee gets you free entry to all three days of the show, 
and a one-year subscription to American Craft Magazine, which is a magazine that I recommend. Pay 50 bucks for a membership, and you get free entry for all three days to two ACC shows. You can find out more and the specific dates of the upcoming shows at craftcouncil.org. And yes, of course, I'm going to link this in the description of the podcast. For years, I've heard talk about how the golden age of craft shows is over, how artists don't make nearly as much as they used to, and attendance is down, and the internet is killing craft shows, etc., etc., etc. I'm sure many of you have overheard or had these conversations yourselves. But really, if you don't know the exact numbers or have firsthand experience, that's all hearsay. From conversations I've had, yeah, there are plenty of artists who have not been getting the sales they had hoped for, or the numbers are quite smaller than what they had been in years prior. But then there's also conversations I've had where people are walking away very happy with their sales, business is booming, and they continue showing at the ACC show because a huge portion of the income comes from these shows. So it's different for everybody. And I don't have an answer. Are craft shows on the up or are craft shows going out of style? Who knows? I just hope that these shows do continue to thrive and give emerging makers and seasoned artists a marketplace to sell their handcrafted pieces. Because as one of my guests today mentioned, there is just something about seeing these handmade pieces in person, being able to hold them in your hand or try them on. I definitely get that. I'm much more inclined to buy something in person than online. A note about my recordings today. They're played in the order in which they were recorded. I introduce each guest in the beginning, so I'm going to save you mentioning the nine names right now. I only have one interview with an exhibitor because didn't really think this through that most artists are there on their own, and you can't exactly leave your booth unattended with all your expensive merchandise. And also, time is money. Leaving for even a bathroom break can cost you a sale. So the majority of my recordings are with attendees, and I gotta say, I'm kind of excited that it turned out that way. These conversations really struck my interest and gave a perspective that we as the artists or sellers don't necessarily get that often. I want to thank Erica, Shane, and April of the Baltimore Jewelry Center for sponsoring this Perceived Value event. And of course, a huge thank you to those who took the time to record with me during the show or just stopped by to say hello. So please enjoy my recordings from the ACC Baltimore Craft Show. So am I. I love it. I project. I teach. You have yeah, to be able to talk do. over tools. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, Sarah Tector. Hey, Sarah. Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. Um, we are in the Baltimore Convention Center, everybody. And if you've been paying attention to my social media the past few weeks, you know that I, well, I am currently in Baltimore, but this will be past tense by the time you all hear this. Yes. Um, so the Baltimore Jewelry Center brought me down here. Just They're great. awesome. Oh, I love the Baltimore Beautiful Jewelry space, Center. enviable bench setup, such great tools, also, awesome people. Yeah, badass Wonderful crew of women people. running yeah. it. Yeah. And the gallery is spot on in there, too. Yeah, they're killing it with the gallery, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. So they reached out and said, hey, do you want to come down here? We're kind of in the center. Well, first of all, guys, it's American Craft Council show. Mm-hmm. Sarah Tector is currently 
do you refer to yourself as a vendor or seller or artist? Vendor, artist, yeah. Yeah, the language, like as I was writing things up, I was like, oh, I guess I didn't really think about that. Like, what is the language? Um, but geez, how many people are here? It's like over 700 booths probably. Easily, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's six, 700 booths easily. Lots of jewelry, y'all. Yes. So wow. much jewelry. Gotta love that bling. Majority jewelry. Yeah. Um, so they invited me in. And so we're kind of in the center here in what they call the let's make section. If you hear like a ding, 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 ding behind me. <laughs> That's because I'm like right next to an anvil and a hammer. Three feet from an anvil and a hammer <laughs> where um, April Wood from the Baltimore Jewelry Center is hammering. Making, making the magic happen. She's forging spoons, aluminum spoons, because they don't work hard in. And I don't think they could get a forge running in here. That might be a little awkward. Um, so Sarah. Yes. Sarah's my first guest. I know her. You know, it's always nice to start with somebody you know as like a warm up. Yeah, ease um, into it. Friendly face. Yeah, and you know, you've been such a great supporter of the podcast. Love you guys, it. she's rated and reviewed. Have yeah, you it's on iTunes? It's awesome. Was it hard, Sarah? No, easiest thing ever. Yeah, man. Easier than buying shoes online, and I do that a lot. She does buy a lot of shoes online. If yeah. you need to follow her, because she posts a lot about shoes, <laughs> and I'm always like, I want those. Yeah. Um, but I saw you in an. And it's nice because I'm trying to bring in people who are selling to get an mm-hmm. idea of what their experience is, as well as those attending yeah. to see. Um, so as with most things that I've been doing, this is kind of an experiment. <laughs> Do it. I know. It's like, yeah, sure. I'm going to set up a podcast in the middle of a convention center and Why ask strangers not? to that's talk a, about their finances with me. That's not crazy at all. That's not <laughs> weird. <laughs> I'm nice. I promise. Um, so Sarah. Yes. I met you at Penland, of course, guys. I meet everybody at Penland. Stop it. Because it's cool. Because it's cool. I met you there years ago. Yes. Um, was I a core fellow yet, or did we meet pre-core? No, no you were core. I was yeah. core? You, I think you were in your first year of core. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah. So Sarah takes a lot of jewelry classes there. Yeah, I think I've done about eight or nine in the last two winter residencies. Good Lord, girl. You are yeah. on it. Yeah. And how long have you been doing shows? Shows are kind of new. Um, I did some wholesale shows probably about 10 or 12 years ago, a couple, and yeah. it was okay, but I don't know that my line was quite where it needed to be yet. And yeah. so bigger shows and markets like this, I've been doing the ACC one for the last five years. I oh. was a member of the hip hop program the first year they did it. Okay. So I think I've talked about this before in the episode where I talked leading up to the Philly craft show. Um, Talk about the hip hop because it's, yeah, I don't know, you guys, if you're not familiar, the American Craft Council does these shows. It's huge. It's all mediums. Mm-hmm. There's four year yeah. St. Paul, Baltimore, San Francisco, and Atlanta. They used to be like in the golden age yeah. of shows, as they said. The internet's kind well, of killing the craft echelon. shows. I mean, when I was in school at ECU, yeah. uh, that's where I have. Okay. All right. Technology got the best of us for a minute. We're back. Okay. So when you were at ECU. Yeah. So when I was at ECU, like the big word was, oh my God, ACC. You gotta, you gotta, that's what your goal was to, if you wanted to do shows and things like that, that's what you reached for. Yeah. I mean, honestly, growing up in my family, ACC meant American Craft Council, not Atlantic Coast Conference, even though I grew up in North (laughs) Carolina. Um, My parents have long time loved and supported the arts and my father taught at the College of Design at NC State. So this was always to be able to have them come to the show, which they're here today and see me in a booth with my work. 
is really kind of the the pinnacle of it for me. Yeah, like something really special. Yeah. And so um, when you did hip hop, that was your... It's kind of a like how do you describe it? It's um you're it's a it's a great way you're not emerging as an artist but you're new to the show. And so okay. it's a way, great way to kind of jump in and get your feet wet without the big expense of mm-hmm. doing it cuz there's six of you in a like basically a double wide booth and you each have your own section of the pod mm-hmm. and you trick it out however you would like to sell your work and have everything set up but what's great is you can see if it's an experience and something you want to the route the route you want to continue down basically yeah because you know your first craft show is i mean episode two of this talks all about those guys oh my yeah, it's overwhelming it's overwhelming because yeah. you have to have a booth it's expensive the booth fees here how much is the booth fee um well i do wholesaling and retail so okay. the booth fee for to do both i think was like around two thousand and okay. then you have your pipe and drape if you get that from them and then you have to pay for your electrical hookup you yeah. bring your own lights but i actually make mine so it's an oh. extra selling point for me as i can bring something that i make and sell and have it as basically booth bait to kind of draw people in too so that's great but yeah i only this is the only show i do where they don't provide the pipe and drape as part of the overall fee so i just oh. rent it from them when i do it so when all is said and done you're probably looking at around maybe twenty two, twenty three hundred for wholesale retail, getting your mm-hmm. pipe and drape, and for your electrical hookup. And so, how many days is so the retail section? I know in the wholesale section, there's yeah. like a few days that are only wholesale, correct? Yeah, one day of wholesale. They used to do two. This is the first year they did one, okay. and then there's always three days of retail. So how'd that go for you? Like the wholesale? Um, wholesale, it, it was good it's definitely yeah. it's definitely leaner it's not yeah. what it used to be because you can do so much online now yeah they don't uh, have I mean, to come I, here and pay the I, money to yeah, see you in person. i posted a video of my setup and somebody reached out to me through instagram to ask if i do wholesale oh so so you know, there you go yeah you you can do so much through online and social media these days that you don't always need to come and see things but there are people who still do want to come and have that tactile experience see the work see what they're going for and make sure you know it's yeah. what they want yeah and then so to give perspective when you do the hip-hop mm-hmm. how much is that to do uh it's about if i remember correctly because it was a few years ago um i want to say it's about half the cost so you pay a thousand around maybe yeah about a thousand yeah but it, I, if I'm remembering correctly, um, but it's, yeah. it's been a couple of years since I've done the hip hop. But you also don't, the other thing with that is, is like, you don't have to transport your booth. You don't no. even have to make a booth. They have a booth, yeah. For you, right? Yeah. I'm just bringing, like, I don't even bring as much of my display stuff as I normally have to bring. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got maybe, you know, a little bit of poster stuff. Your, yeah. your big expense is basically your work. And then any postcards or business cards, your boxes, you know, things like that. But you don't have like, the tables, the drape cloths to put on it, you know, yeah. all of your forms that you might normally have if you're a metal worker and you have to display your jewelry and everything. So you don't have as much of a setup. So you can kind of ease into and break it. It's basically kind of like renting to buy almost. You're yeah. testing it out. You're trying it. You're leasing the space. Kind because of. I feel like, so I thought about applying for it and I remember something as like, you could do two to three years. If you get in for hip hop, mm-hmm. you're guaranteed to get to do it for a few years. Yeah. And then I think it's like your third year, you get automatically entered into the regular ACC yeah. show. So you do hip hop for three years uh-huh. and you 
um, automatically get to do a big booth without having to re-jury for two years. You can do it if you want. And I mean, they do come around and they make sure each year that your work is still up to you know the quality that you applied with originally that it's still what you applied with originally and you're not all of a sudden bringing in you know like hand printed t-shirts when you showed up with beautiful (laughs) gold necklaces the first time yeah hand printed t-shirts are awesome but it's not what you originally applied with so they want to make sure that you're still um you know representing yourself the same way I feel like there is a mentoring aspect of it. There is. There is. Um, they, uh, the people who run the program are great and give you, they have like an orientation, show you how to set everything up. You can reach out to them if you have any questions. And then again, there's also, which I think was mentioned in another podcast, they do have a great mentor program through ACC. Oh, nice. And you can, if you need help, you've got somebody you can reach out to and ask questions. And then... When I became one of the more seasoned hip-hop people, then newbies coming in were like, oh, my God, I'm just not sure. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I did it last year, and it's, it's totally, you know, this is what to expect. This is great, you know, and, and you know, bring this, don't bring this. And I still have people who know I have done it um, who will ask me when they're going to be a first-timer or they're thinking of applying. But yeah. it's, it's a great program, and I wish more of the bigger shows offered things like this as a way for people to jump in and try it out. Yeah, get their foot in the door. Yeah, and not burn their savings trying to try it yeah because that's another thing it's like I definitely invested a whole lot into my booth when I did that first show and then I was like "Mm, no not for me Luckily, and actually, my you guys, my old booth is here. I got this. <laughs> Somebody, the person who I bought s- it? I sold it to Barbara Bauer, who's in Philly, and awesome. she is here, and I walked by, and she changed it a little, and I was like, oh, look at that. It's my booth. Yay. <laughs> so I didn't get a chance to say hi to her, so I'm excited to stop back and say hello to my old, my S- old space. Saying hi to the old stomping grounds. Say hi to the old stomping grounds, the old walls. Um, so... How are your sales doing? Do you mind if I ask? No, I don't mind. Um, I Wholesale, as I said, you know, it's definitely not as bountiful as previous years have been with wholesale. And I think that's across Mm -hmm. the board with people. I did pick up new vendors. I'm very happy with that. I had some, you know, strong interest. Big thing with wholesale is also after the show, too. You mm-hmm. don't do all of the business at the show when you're mainly doing the wholesale. You, yeah. There's a lot of, there's follow-up. You can definitely have new customers still develop after you've left, mm-hmm. especially with it being one day and it used to be two. There's a lot of people who like to walk the first day and then come back and order the next. So yeah, yeah. I'll see how that goes after yeah. I leave. Um, first day of retail, a strong start, very happy. And yeah. then, you know, from there, like, second day you know you can start off a little slower as people it's a three-day show people yeah. like to look and gather and walk around think come back and I've already seen and had that happen today with people who came by in the morning so oh that's good yeah so it's definitely been good and people like to come to things like this and be adventurous with their purchases which I love because I definitely make big and bold and crazy along with a little more subdued in style and scale yeah for you, and it's hard when I ask people, it's like, how's the show going? Like, is it yeah. good? I mean, that's such, you know, it's just relative to like what, different for everybody, you know? Some people might sell one thing and that gives them their booth fee. Other people have to well, sell a hundred things. And that's the key thing is my price range, um, I have a fair amount of production and then mm-hmm. limited and one of a kind, of course. And 
my price range starts around $30 and can easily go up to 400 to 500 Okay. And so yesterday, I probably had about 30, 32 transactions Dang. with an average ticket of around $80. So do you know how much you're at? When I did the Philly show, like every night I counted it up. I was like, um, okay. I always wait until the end of the day. So I don't know what I've yeah. done today. But like, you know, I've already, I've already made my expenses. Oh, good. What do and you have to make to break even? Like... Um, I mean, everything, if I don't sell it, the show, it easily rolls. I have, I do consignment and wholesale at places, so I yeah. easily fan it out as soon as I leave. Um, and if not, then it also rolls into the next thing that I have, and I'm just that much further ahead in production for that. Um, yeah. I like to do three to four times my expenses. That makes me happy, at least. Yeah. That makes me happy, yeah. you know? And I, then beyond that, of course, is always great. Yeah. I did, I did, what did I do? I did 6,600 at the Philly craft show. Yeah. And that was my first show, and the girls were like, that's great. Yeah, like as a, a starting point, that's great. Yeah, I was like, okay, well, that's, I'm happy. But, you know, I, I, t- I talked to some people that, you know, do ten to 15,000 or yeah. 20,000, and that's what's normal. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> well, and with some of these, it's definitely, you. some of these shows you're, you're building. Uh, yeah. Like, I do one of a kind in Chicago, and yeah. each year it's building up and better than the previous. So oh. that's, you know, you when you first start out there, because, you know, and with some shows like this too, when you're a newbie, they might not always take a chance. They yeah. like seeing more, they do like seeing established and repeat, and I... Mm-hmm. In the few years that I've done this, I have repeat people that are already coming back to see me and seeing that next new thing, which also pushes you to have new things each year and make sure you're always having something that repeat people and new people like coming in are going to want to look at, going to want to buy. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Sarah, thank you yeah, Sarah. for starting off Aww. everything for me here. Um, so Sarah Tector, you can find her at, what's your Instagram handle? S Tector Metals. S Tector Metals. You can find her there. It's beautiful, pops of color, simple shapes, well fabricated. Clean and geometric. Clean and geometric, powder coated loveliness. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Sarah. Best thank of luck you, with Sarah. the rest of the show. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we're definitely picking up that anvil. Oh, well, who cares? Hey. We're metal workers. Anvils is what we do. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't bother me. It's probably bothering our <laughs> listeners. I don't care. Sorry, guys. Hey, everyone. So um, I'm here. Is it Fizzle? Fissel. Fissel. Oh, I right. like that. That's normally how I'd want to say it, but it's kind of like Target where you're like right. overdoing it. <laughs> Fissel. Um, hi, Mary. And so, Mary, you live in Baltimore? I do. Okay. Um, And you guys, she stopped and said hi and was like, hey, I have this thing I'm doing. I want to talk to you about it. So I'm so happy you caught me because I just finished recording with somebody else. Um, So, Mary, you are a jeweler. Yes. Yes. You're dripping with jewelry. You got Laura Wood on your neck and Erica Bello on your ears. Um, And so you're involved with the Baltimore Jewelry Center? Yes. I'm a, a student in their certificate program. Oh, okay. So the certificate program is you take how many classes? Like 12 classes. Okay. Um, yeah. It's been fantastic. It's been a way for me. Like I didn't know I loved metal until till I took a class there. And then it was just like love at first hammer, I first guess. Hammer. First solder. <laughs> I don't know what you'd call it. Yeah, that's usually um, heavier, like first snip, first clip, something like that. Exactly. Exactly. Aww. How far along are you in the program? 
Oh, I've been doing it for about three, four years now. Oh. So I don't always take classes every time. Yeah. Um, usually I'm sort of alternating to taking a class and just doing my own work and sort of building what I'm working on. Yeah. That's cool that you're taking your time with it. So is this a second career? Yes. What were you, your first career? I love second careers. Well, I'm not there yet. My day job is still my first career. I'm a history professor. Oh, where are you a history professor at? Here in Baltimore at Hopkins. At Hopkins? Oh, yeah. wow. Good on you. So now I get it. Like, you're doing this on your nights and weekends. Exactly. And, exactly. Oh, that's a pretty ambitious, like, after work. <laughs> Well, you know yeah. what I say? Um, I love my job, but I don't love academic politics and being able to go to a studio that has an entire wall of hammers. <laughs> there, there's some good days for that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love that, Mary. That's good. So, you, so you're at the show. Um, have you been coming? Before you took classes at Baltimore, did you come to the ACC craft show at Baltimore? Oh, yes. I used to be a potter in my spare time. Oh, a look long, at you. A long time ago. Okay. You've done everything, Mary. <laughs> um, okay. So you've been coming. How many years do you think you've been coming to the show then? Ooh. Many. Many. It's a big deal. <laughs> oh, it's great. I yeah. live in Baltimore and it comes here. How great is that? Yeah. There's people that come from all over for this show. Um, and so how much does it cost to even get into this thing? I didn't even check. So like 15 bucks? I don't remember to tell you the truth. I did it oh. on plastic. Oh, yeah. Quick thing. Yeah, I'll have to double check on that. Um, so then when you come, do you come for every day or do you just pick one day? And like, because it's a huge show. It is. And my eyes can only take in so much at yeah. any time. So I'm pretty strategic. Like there's some people whose work I just love. Yeah. So I want to go see what they've made. Yeah. And so I'll like specifically go there and then kind of what I see on the way because I can't see everything nobody can yeah no. and I do tend to focus on metal because that's what I love yeah so and there is a lot of jewelers there's a lot here. of jewelers here I, I'm almost taken aback by how many there are because I feel like it would just saturate the market but maybe not maybe that's what people want and it works well I mean you know, Sorry. you can pack it and move it easily, yeah. et cetera. And I mean, there's something yeah. really special about wearable art that you have on your body. Oh, yeah. I'm not. You know, but I know what you mean. It does feel sort of like overload after a point. I feel it. I look at it from the buy, the seller's perspective, you yes. know, like it's a lot of competition. Absolutely a lot of competition. Yeah. And I don't know how I'd feel about that if I were selling here. Exactly. Yeah. It's a little different. So have you bought anything yet? I did. Ooh, what'd you buy? Um, I bought a necklace from Gabrielle Gould because I love, love, love her work. I don't I, know her work. What's her work oh. like? Is it like... Well, it's, it's... I bought something that doesn't immediately necessarily look like her. She works in Florida. Uh-huh. Um, and she does work that's very much inspired by the landscape that she lives in. Mm -hmm. So some of her work is enamel. She makes these amazing bugs. Okay. She won the Halstead Prize one year for this incredible bug. And they have little compartments that open. I love fabrication and I love yeah. that kind of mechanism. And yeah. hers are just super cheerful. And there's always like a little surprise inside. Oh, that's cool. I like um, that. And then she has some just really classic... I bought this necklace today that's beautiful. It's really classic links with a little gold link. Oh, so you bought more than one piece from her. No, I just bought that, the oh. necklace today. Oh, okay. I never okay. bought anything else. Oh, okay. Um, because I would wear it all the time. 
Like, yeah. I love the bugs, but I would sort of keep it at home and pet it, probably, <laughs> instead of wearing it. Yeah. And so I was excited to buy something that I knew I would wear all the time. So when you come to something like this, are you like, I'm going to buy one special thing and that's what I'm going to get? Or do you just come and you're like, maybe? Because I know when I shop the Philly craft show, I give myself like two to $300. And I'm like, you can buy something if you find it within this. Well, that was kind of where I was. Yeah. Um, and I really admire the work of one of my fellow jewelers, Nina Scala, and I'd been meaning to buy a piece of hers for a long time. Yeah. So I got some earrings. Oh, nice. Which was lovely. Really yeah. Really lovely. Uh, you know, and it's funny, I don't think I've ever bought anything but jewelry at a craft show. No, you know what? That's not true. Pottery. I buy pottery. Right. I think I've bought mm-hmm. some pots over time. Yeah. Um, but yes, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't go crazy. I don't actually like shopping, to tell you the truth. No. Uh. So, <laughs> um, but I love seeing what people are doing. And, yeah. you know, why would I not, if I can possibly afford it, not want to buy something that's beautiful, handmade, you know, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And here, certainly you have a wealth of choices. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I always lust after like the home goods, like the really beautiful cutting boards and like serving utensils and things like that but I never buy them (laughs) (laughs) I'm just not in that I'm not in that type of place where I feel like if I buy something like that I'm gonna want it forever and I have moved so much in the last Mm -hmm. couple years that I'm afraid to commit yes I know it's sort of like planting peonies it'll take three years before they really do anything yeah so you don't want to plant them if you think you're not going to be there <laughs> oh yeah for, you know, <laughs> more than three years yeah it's kind of exactly like that <laughs> um so mary you are going to be at the snack conference this year i heard yes i'm really excited about it my fellow jeweler mary ravel is she in the show this year by she the way? is okay 3004 you can see her there oh gotta go find um, her so we were talking at the baltimore jewelry center we're actually in a peer group it's a wonderful group of jewelers who meet like every other month mm-hmm. and we were talking about you know art jewelry and production and the relationship and what we do and about what it's like to be an emerging artist later in your life to have come yeah. to this after something else she was an environmental lawyer for a long time. Wow. I'm a, you know, I still have my day job. I'm a history professor. I love it. I'm committed to it. Yeah. But I also have to work with my hands or I go a little crazy. Mm-hmm. And I love like finding a voice in metal. Yeah. That I just didn't expect. Yeah. And so we were talking about what it's like to be an emerging artist at our age when yeah. that's usually defined as under 40. And, yeah, you know, and under 35 for some awards. Right, and like <laughs> I know. didn't start till over 50, so uh, that's not really an option for me. Yeah. Um, and so one of our fellow jewelers said, well, you should do an exhibit. And then that sort of percolated for a while. And then Mary had the idea when she saw the Adorned Spaces call for Snag that yeah. we could do a pop-up exhibit of people like us. Emerging, like later in life, emerging exactly, artists. Exactly, people who've come to metal later in their life. So it's called Coming of Age. Yeah. And we just got accepted by Snag. We're really excited. And so we've put together a call. And you can find that it's called Coming of Age and it's on Cafe. Yeah. And we have a juror, so we don't have to make the tough decisions. Our juror will do nice. that for us. And we're just really excited to see what comes in and how people think about, you know, what kind of work people like us are making. Because we think that 
if you start at this much later, you're bringing a yeah. whole bunch of things that are different to what somebody who's 25 is bringing. A lot of just different life perspectives. Right. We've just lived more years. Yeah. And sometimes we're bringing things from our other lives into metal in a way that is unexpected or interesting. So yeah. we're excited to see what that looks like. Oh, that's really interesting. Oh, and nice. I li- like I like that. What do they call it? Um, when you go back to school, you're a non-traditional, non-trads. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely a non-trad. I know. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, come on, guys. Like, Do we have to point it out a little bit more, right. obviously? Right. Non-trads. Um, but I like that you're making a space for this because I do think about that. I meet a lot of people, especially when I lived at craft schools, a lot of people who come to craft as their second career later in life, and they are emerging artists. And uh, you know, there's ageism is a thing just as everything else is a thing. And I like how you're creating a space for this and it's really clever show call. Oh, thank you. Do you have a specific age range that you have to be in to do this? We didn't want to be super exclusive. So the way we've defined it is that you started working in metal over studying, working in metal over 40 or, and you came after at least 15 years in another career. Oh, and yeah, that career could be like outside homemaking or, or outside the home, however you define that. I um, like that, too, because I feel like some people, you know, being a homemaker is a career. It oh, is hard <laughs> it's work. It's really hard work and, and uh, underappreciated, usually. Yeah, and I've asked a few people, it's like, oh, what's your career blah 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 I was like oh I just I just stay at home I'm like no no that's a career girl like step it up (laughs) like like be very proud of that because it's hard um great so it's on cafe you guys I'm gonna post some information on the podcast the webpage um links for people I'm talking to today and so I will definitely share information about this and you know you'll be at snag I'll be at snag we can all hang out at the adorned spaces think it'd be really great well thank you so much we're really excited about it yeah and And thank you for stopping and talking to me and giving me some perspective of a shopper because you're very welcome there's so many shoppers around here i'm always curious as to what how people come to find the show and what their intentions of coming are and oh yeah because i came i guess i came when i was still a potter yeah like a really long time ago Mm -hmm. Um, and just i love what i love seeing what people make with their hands yeah. And, you know, whether I would buy anything or not, as it were, especially when I was younger. But yeah. just seeing all the work was fantastic. Yeah. And meeting people. Yeah. That's my biggest thing here is like getting to come and meet people that I follow on social media now. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Yeah. Because no, that's I, I, that's how I know now who I want to go back and see again. Yeah. It's like I've met them here and seen their work. Yeah. Like I would never have known. Yeah. There's a few people here today. I'm really excited to meet that I haven't met in person yet. So that's oh, what I that's always cool. think about. Yeah. Cause we have this like whole other online community and the crap, the ACC shows. I was telling somebody, it's like, it's kind of like a mini family reunion. Like there's certain people, Ashley Buchanan. I don't love her. Good friend. Mm-hmm. Only see her at craft shows. Cause that girl right. hustles. Right. Well, <laughs> so. I mean, I was really amused today because I was talking to somebody and then I said what my name was on Instagram, which yeah. is Mary Makes Metal. And they're like, oh, I know you. And I was like, oh, right. That's how social media works. Mm-hmm. Like, also, that's a that. good name. I was just getting before I was going to wrap things up. I was going to say, like, what is your Instagram <laughs> handle? <laughs> Guys, it's Mary Makes Metal, which is good. Well, thank you. <laughs> I like that. Thank you. Well, Mary, I'm looking forward to seeing you in Chicago. And thanks for speaking with me today. Thanks so much for having me. This was a pleasure. Yay. 
Well, it's fitting with jewelry. Yeah, it's very fitting, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, Patricia, hi, how are you? I'm fine. (laughs) You? (laughs) I'm good. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. I'm glad to sit down. (laughs) Oh, right? It's a long day walking. Yes. Um, So, everyone listening, I'm here with Patricia Tector, and if you were paying attention with my first guest of the day... This is Sarah Tector's mother, um, so I'm really excited to meet you. Do you live in Baltimore? No, we live in um, near Raleigh, North Carolina. Oh, goodness. So you're, yeah. you made quite the trip for this. We did. Oh, that's so exciting. And so you're here with your husband, your daughter's exhibiting, and I heard your other daughter is assisting her. Yes. Ah, so it's like a family affair. Yes. Aw. Um, and so... Did you get here? When did you get into town? We uh, drove up Friday, yesterday. Yeah. And um, checked into the hotel and came right over here. Oh, cool. So then um, this is your second day at the show. Yes. Yeah. And do you have like a plan of action for getting through it? Do you, are you just, did you pick out some favorites or are you just kind of meandering? Well, the first thing we had to do was go by Sarah's booth. Oh, well, of course. <laughs> Daughters first. Yeah. But we found that um, it's helpful for us if we're kind of methodical about it. Yeah. So we start out at one end and go up and down the aisles yeah. until we get to the other end. Yeah, because it, everything starts to look the same kind of. So you can definitely miss like entire sections if you're not thinking about where you're kind of going. Well, especially the way this show is set up because they mm-hmm. have all the uh, jewelry and fashion together. Ah, yes. And so um, it's really good that they have a map. We found this from other shows that it's helpful to have that map if you want to go back mm-hmm. to put a circle around it and maybe a little notice to what it is. Yeah. And um, that way you know where it is instead of having to wander up and down the aisles trying to find it again. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so um, Sarah said that, you know, when I was talking to her before that you two really instilled and her the importance of craft and the arts. Um, can you give me some insight about your connection to the arts? I'm not quite sure how to answer that. Well, okay, so you're, my, my what back- is Sarah, you're a needlepoint or what right. is it? My background is, is that um, I was a medical technologist at one point. Oh, okay. And so I say I changed one form of needle for another ah. <laughs> because I started doing a lot of needlework. Yeah. Needlepoint and various forms of needlework. Mm-hmm. And then your husband, what was his career? He's a professor? Yes, he's a professor. Um, he started out by teaching at North Carolina State. Well, he was working on his doctorate. Mm-hmm. Got his um, master's at the University of Waterloo in um, a form of computer graphics, computer technology. And this was in the... 1970 when he got that degree so So that was was kind of fresh fresh for that field yeah and um so then he at penn state whereas he started his doctorate Mm -hmm. uh that was in man environment relations and it all tied into his bachelor's was in architecture and so it all tied in and so when he was looking for a job um north carolina state liked that he had that computer background. As a matter of fact, the, it was then known as the College of Design. Mm-hmm. No, the School of Design, excuse me. Now it's the College of Design. And um, 
the first computer access for that school was in his office. What? Where you typed in uh, your code and then you went down a few blocks to pick up the printout. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> and now, you know, everybody has to bring their own computer. Yeah. Now, yeah, yeah I have one in my pocket right now. <laughs> so... You guys have been going to shows for quite a while, right? Because Sarah said you're the ones that introduced her to what ACC even was. Right. Well, um, because John has the uh, design background and we had a close affiliation with the College of Design, yeah. always recognized the importance of arts in li- in one's life. And um, <laughs> It's getting loud, guys. <laughs> and so... Um, To be able to experience people who are actually making it um, is an important thing. And that's what you get to do at these shows, is Mm -hmm. talk to the people and find out uh, what what drew them into their field. Yeah. So when when you live in North Carolina, have... Would you go to the ACC show in Atlanta? Like what kind of show? Yeah, you drive down there for that? We did. there were some shows in the North Carolina area, the Piedmont Craftsman Show mm-hmm. and um, the CDC, Carolina Designer Craftsman Show. They were small shows by comparison to what you're seeing here. Yeah. And um, so that was kind of an introduction. And then we had read the American Craft Council magazine and yeah. uh, especially to find out that the ACC in Atlanta was so close. I mean, mm-hmm. that was about as close as Baltimore is. So um, we went down there and... Yeah. So when you've been going to shows all these years, um, have you guys started, like, do you collect anything when you walk the show? Are you kind of, do you have a lot of handmade pottery or do you kind of just go to get inspired or see the beautiful things? All of that. All of it? (laughs) Um, We're more into studio glass than into pottery, but we have our fair share of pottery. Yeah, um, we've gotten to know some potters, and um, that's what's nice about coming to these shows. Um, well, like for example, this particular show, I helped Sarah with one of a kind in Chicago. Yeah, which is uh, if you're not familiar with it, it takes up one whole floor of the Merchandise Mart and has 600 vendors, which is wow. probably about the size of this show. Yeah, and um, and so as we've been going around this show. I recognize a lot of people that I've seen at one of a kind, oh, and funny. it's kind of nice to talk with them, mm-hmm. and um, you know, to really get to know them and not just pass by their booth and admire their wares. Yeah, I noticed that even from one show that I did that I um, really connected with some people who have followed up and asked that they kind of come to my studio or have just reached out via email asking me if I'm doing any other shows. Um, that kind of community is really interesting aspect of this. It is. And it's, uh, I think it's good for them too, because it encourages them in what they are doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you bought anything today? Oh yes. Oh, what'd you get? <laughs> this is the part I love. <laughs> well, um, Sarah's really good about sending me to other jewelers. <laughs> <laughs> good job, Sarah. <laughs> And, um, and she's gotten to know some people that have been across from her or near her at other shows. Mm-hmm. And I'm really bad on names. <laughs> yeah. So I apologize for that. But, um, yes. We got have. some jewelry. Yes. Do you think you'll get any, like, houseware or glass? Do you have your eye on any glass here? 
Um, well, we saw glass that we had gotten at one of a kind last year, so that was oh, one funny. of the artists that we have seen. Yeah. And um, so, and I always look at the fiber artists because of my needlework background. Oh, yeah. And, um, and it's nice to see how many there are here. It's always interesting. Oh, you know what? I bought a pair of overalls here last year. Did that you? I love. Yeah. I mean, some of the clothing here all kind of has a certain look to it. <laughs> it's not necessarily my cup of tea. But there was this woman called Specs and Keeping. And she and her daughter are a duo. And they have these, like, amazing overalls that I got. So, and, you know, they're, like, $300 overalls, which is not something I typically spend on clothes. I'll drop that on jewelry, no problem. But for some reason, it's like the disconnect for clothes for me in that regard. But I was like, you know what? They're like a handmade, really cool. I've worn them so much. Yes. Um, I love them. And yeah, so it was I've worth got, it for me. I've gotten a lot of clothing at different shows throughout yeah. the years. And um, the Riensma sisters their way over oh. in the hundred aisle okay um constantly see them at shows and yeah. um always find something i can't pass by yeah but like you say the price tag may be up there yeah but they are in a way timeless because they are not the au courant fad that you're seeing people uh in stores and that mm-hmm. and um so you know, like you wore with the coveralls, I've worn things for years and years. Yeah, and no one can get them. I mean, you can get them, yeah. but it's different. Yes. Yeah, they're well made. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah. So, so now you're just like hanging out with Sarah, being her cheerleaders, and every her booth food. that we stop at, I point out the jewelry of hers that I'm wearing and. Um, and I tell them what booth she's in. And yeah. apparently some of them have gone over there and said, we've met your parents. Oh. <laughs> I mean, how is that for you guys? Like, that must be so cool to know that you instilled in her this love and appreciation. And now she's at the craft shows and doing it. And Yes. Um, she will tell you that early on we told her, follow your passion. Yeah. And um, let's face it. In being a jeweler, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. And um, so we've tried to continue being her cheerleaders because if you're not passionate about something, you're not going to enjoy your work, mm-hmm. and your life is going to reflect that. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I mean, I have so much respect for anybody who does the craft show circuit. It is intense work. Yes, and it is. Whenever I'm at these shows and when I see my friends, like, can I bring you a coffee? Can I? Because what you're thinking, it's like you're here for days. And if you don't have an assistant, you are in your booth for days. That's right. Some shows are good in that they provide, have volunteers that will come in and sit in your booth while yeah. you go get some food or, you know, make another stop. A so, booth sitter. Yeah. yeah. So whenever the Philly craft show happens, I always like to go and just like give people breaks or bring them lunch or do whatever yeah. I can because it's it's uh it's exhausting yes so it's exhausting shopping all day <laughs> and it's exhausting selling all day <laughs> both sides um well Patricia thank you so much for speaking with me and giving some insight uh your daughter is lovely I've known her well. for years now and um it's cool to see her 
her booth and her business evolve and see her doing it so has well. Involved. It yes. really has. She's been killing it the last couple of years. Yes. Um, and so her hard work is paying off. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for the kind words and for the opportunity to do this. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Okay. Because I talk really loud. Hi, Catherine. Hello. Catherine Kemp. Correct. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Sarah. Um, you guys, Catherine walks up and she's, well, first of all, I like your monochromatic, like you have all red jewelry with this like nice red scarf. Um, Thank it, you. you. You look good. Uh, but also I was like, oh, she's dripping in jewelry. Um, <laughs> you got Jera Rose Petal Lodge on your ears. And then you have Sarah Tector on your neck and wrist, right? Yes. And finger. Oh, my goodness. Is that Sarah, too? This is not. Oh, wow. You're like a little collector over here. <laughs> I um, and then the scarf is lovely. Did you get that at a craft show as well? I got that here a couple years ago. Okay. So, Catherine Kemp, um, you guys, obviously a buyer, um, shopper extraordinaire. You live in Baltimore? I do. Oh, great. You and can. so, are you from Baltimore? Not originally. I'm from New York. Oh, okay. But lived in Baltimore for quite a while. Since 2013. And so have you been going to the show for a while? I started going to the show before I lived here. Oh, I would wow. come to Baltimore for this show. Oh, my goodness. So how did you know to come to this? Like, I felt like I didn't know about craft shows until late in the game. Um, I'm from upstate New York in Rochester, and there oh. was an art scene up there. And some of the vendors, I was on their email list, and yeah. they said that they were showing here. So that's what drew me initially to the ACC. So you would kind of make a weekend of it to come we down would. to the show? Oh, we- that's so fun. Would you come? Like, who would you come with usually? My husband. Yeah, you and your husband yeah. and like get a hotel, go to the show for a few days. We would. Yeah, because you can, I mean, the show's so massive. I'm sad. I'm, you know, I'm going to be here for like five, six hours and that's not nearly enough. No, it's an entire day. We were here at 10 o'clock this morning and we will leave when it closes. We get, you know, a whole setup going. We start one way, go up and down every aisle and then take notes and cards. And then we have to figure out where we're going to go back to and what we're going to purchase. Okay. This is the kind of thing I love. So you were like, you really strategize. We have a strategy. We do. Wow. And my sisters were deviating and it wasn't working today. Oh, so them. you had to cut them loose. I like did. If you're not going to stick to the plan, you're going to have to leave. This is the plan. Um, so then when you come into it, I'm, I've the only craft show I've ever done is the Philadelphia Museum show. Um, so I haven't done ACC and I feel like every craft show has like a different kind of ebb and flow to it a little bit. Are you kind of a connoisseur? Like, do you go to other shows? Um, not necessarily. Nothing is nearly as large as this one. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. smaller venues. If I happen to be in the area, I don't necessarily go there to follow. This was one that was just so massive that it was yeah. definitely worth a trip. Definitely worth a trip. And so, um... I lost my train of thought real quick. I heard an anvil and then I got confused. <laughs> Hammering. <laughs> no, but um, do you think, so as you come and shop, do you come with like a budget? You're like, okay, it's my ACC show. I got a thousand dollars to do. Like, I yeah. save for this every year. Oh, I you really do. do. This is something that there's so many things that I want and enjoy and that make me happy here that I look yeah. forward to it. So it's like, and then I get overwhelmed as soon as I come in and go, that's why I have a plan. I have to yeah. just like stick with the plan and keep moving with the flow. 
and then let everything settle in before I decide. Except for Sarah Tector's work, because I've that followed her forever, like... and I have to find her, <laughs> and I know I'm going to buy a couple pieces every time. And you just go for it. <laughs> do you do... I noticed when I did the Philly show, a lot of people shopped for Christmas and things like that. Do I, you do that? I do. So yeah. this is usually my show where I'm getting my sister's birthday gifts, my nice. Mother's Day present for my mother and my mother-in-law. So that is always in mind, but there's one for them, one for me. So it's kind of like Christmas (laughs) shopping, you know, that's how it works. Yeah. And I kind of love that, like to get it. And it's, wow, man, that's I'm sure they look forward to those gifts as well. Now all of a sudden bringing my sisters this trip, they see the vendors that I've been choosing their gifts from. They're like, oh my God, I have earrings from you. Oh my God, I have a bracelet from you. And so they really were thrilled to see what this was all about this year. Yeah, and get to like connect with the artists that are making their things. So it was interesting. I was just talking to you guys. This podcast is going to be like all Sarah Tector because she's awesome and bringing me guests because I was like, help, I need people. Um, But with... um, Goodness gracious, you guys. Talk to four people and I'm already out of it. Um, um, are you, do you feel like for you, I was talking with her mother about like the relationship you get with people. Does that, like the more that you cre- cultivate a relationship with artists that you meet here every year, like how, is there any specific relationships you can come to mind where like definitely. true De- friendships have come from? Um, I'm not sure if I would say friendships, but definitely a, a strong connection yeah. um, where you feel connected to the pieces that you buy from them because you know them and you know how they're made or what they do to make them or what their create where their creativity comes from I think that's really important it's different than just going into a store and buying the same item and the person that created it isn't there you you miss that little piece of chemistry so because that you have been this passion for the craft shows and you um you're an educated audience. You know, a, a lot of times as craftspeople, they're like, oh, well, you have to educate people because they don't understand maybe like what goes into your work. So they don't understand why the price ticket tag might be so high. Exactly. Um, and you having been someone that's been coming for so long and get it. So do you have a hard time shopping at other places? Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> You're I, like, oh, I needed like a necklace for this special event. Ugh. Right. I have to wait. Oh, this is, show is only, you know, in February. I have to wait till February. Yeah. It's yeah. very, very difficult. The nice thing is, um, meeting some of the vendors and the creators here, you have access now to their website and yeah. to them directly, so that if you reached out, if you really needed something, I'm sure that there would be a way yeah. to pay for it and get it. Yeah, order it like, after the fact. Um, I would just... L- so you obviously go for like wearable art, mm-hmm. but do you have an appreciation? You said your husband comes here too. He does. What's your husband like to shop for? Oh, so he's more about art for the home. It's yeah. Definitely that is what he's looking for. Oh my more God, of the sculpture, um, art for the walls, that sort of thing. So yeah. he kind of lets me wander when he comes this year. We left him home, but this, you know. He wanders along and goes to the big ticket items, and I have to stop at every booth, uh, just check out yeah. everything. <laughs> do you use a lot of handmade pottery and glassware and things like that? We do. Yeah. And we're always looking for particular colors. So purple is very special to us, and it's okay. a very unique color. It's more yeah. popular than it used to be, um, but that's something we're always looking for. And bright, anything, you know, you go to an art show, watching the people is almost as fun oh as shopping for the items. People the people watching. are as colorful as the works of art. They mm-hmm. are works of art themselves. So I think that's 
half of why I love coming here. I mean, I feel like too, yeah, like, oh God, see, like, look at this woman walking by. She looks fantastic. Hello, your mesh outfit. Um, I And I think we were talking about it. I brought a group of girls with me up here too. And I was like, Ooh, what earrings am I going to wear? Cause it's kind of like, you're kind of peacocking. You you're showing them. It's like, wait a minute. What am I going to wear? And I'm like, Oh my God. And I want to have other people's work that I've purchased from the show. Yeah. And it's interesting. My sisters were flabbergasted that people recognized the jewelry that I had on. And I thought that's a testament to why I love it, why I bought it, why I wear it all the time. Yeah. It's like your time to show it off. And it's like, yes, I'm going to wear a giant necklace with earrings and a brooch and a bangle. And you know, like it's, Nothing's too much when you're walking around. There's a lot show. of peacocks here today. Yeah. So I think that's a great thing. <laughs> yeah, it's really fun to get to see. So have you so you bought some jewelry today? I did. What else are you looking for? Um, we're always looking for sculpture. So even though yeah. we live in a very small row house in Canton, you know, yeah. we're looking to invest in a beach house. So I'm always thinking, okay, it's not just here, but what else do I need to have in my life that I can't live without? And then yeah. just have to build around it. Oh my god! I bet the inside of your house is so beautiful it's from the colorful. years of collecting. Yeah, well, you're very collect. You're very colorful too, so it's I would expect colorful. that. Um, oh, also, I've been asking. Do you know how much it costs to get in here? Like, what's a ticket? Um, day of tickets are sixteen dollars for a single day. Okay. If you buy them in advance, which is before Friday, then they were fourteen. You could get them online. But oh, there okay. are many vendors that will definitely offer a fifty percent off um, coupon code or. Uh, oh, I didn't know so that. So you can actually get tickets for 7 or $8. Yes. Nice. If, so some, if you sign up for the mailing list or if you're Facebook friends, you know, or Instagram buddies. Yeah. And then do you stay at a hotel nearby here? or where We do live you? here now. Oh, so duh, duh. You right. live here now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... I'm always Uber. curious if there's like any kind of like hotel deals or anything that the now city puts on. Now we can buy on. the big, pic, the, you know, the big picture items and, and just, just pick carry them up them on home. Sunday. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Oh my goodness. Uh, and ha- so your sisters, did they live in Baltimore? Or did no, they they're come still in, for in upstate New York. Oh, so they came they down came, for the they show. They flew down this morning, early this morning. They got into town at 7:30 this morning, so we could go to the show at. Oh my goodness. Here at 10. And are they having a good time? They're having a great time, but I'm totally wearing them out. Yeah. <laughs> well, tired. it's a marathon. It really is. And you, it's kind of like how I won't let certain people come thrift shopping with me because it takes Don't so much. Don't slow me down. Yeah. Don't slow me down. <laughs> exactly. Don't, don't ruin my chi. That's exactly how I feel. <laughs> Uh, well, Catherine, it was such a pleasure getting to speak with you, especially Thank somebody you. that's been coming to the shows for years. I mean, you know... As somebody who's been new to the show circuit and getting into craft shows, I did my first show a few years ago. Um, You know, the conversation is about how online sales and retail has kind of dampened the success of um, craft shows like the ACC shows and things like that. But it's nice to meet people who have been coming for years, are going to continue to come and like truly support what this is. That's true. And I think there's nothing better than actually seeing you know what the actual work of art is i mean online is is one thing they can portray beautiful things but there's nothing better than feeling it trying it on conversing actually with the creator to find out what was your inspiration why did you make this yeah i can't buy clothes online and i don't yeah i don't buy jewelry online either yeah i'm definitely an in-person kind of girl absolutely well Catherine, it was so lovely speaking with you thanks for stopping by I also had to like reposition because they're forging in the background and I was my microphone. Ooh, those first recordings are going to be loud, everybody. Oh, um, yeah. But you it's kind of the forging. I, yeah, I didn't think about that. I was like, maybe my microphone shouldn't be facing the anvil right behind me. 
Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I've never uh, podcast in the middle of a convention center before, so we're just figuring this out as we go. You can just add forging ASMR to the title. Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Marie, do you live in Baltimore? Yes, I'm local to Baltimore. Ooh, say your full name for me. Marie Condenzio. Condenzio, y'all. And so you live in Baltimore, and you and your friend are shopping. Um, we're here... She's shopping more than I am. I yeah. like to come and look around and get inspiration and, you know, look at all the art objects and the art jewelry. Yeah. Most of it is out of my price point. So that's why I come to look. If I find something yeah. that is in my price point and I really love, I will buy it, though. Yeah. See, I definitely wanted to speak with somebody who's kind of in your position because I feel like a lot of people... I haven't done an ACC show, but I've done a different craft show. And you meet a lot of people like that who are, you know, they spend the 16 or whatever bucks to get in. And it's, you know, more so just about the experience versus the buying. Yeah, it's definitely Mm. more about the experience for me. Yeah. And my friend, she um, like she wanted to buy something in her price range, too. She was like, I'm going to look and see if there's anything for $20. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I think as sellers, sometimes we can get a little like, uh, you know, when people are like, do you have anything for like 25 or under, which is really hard as a handmade object as jewelry. Um, But I get that because I come here and I mean, a lot of my friends and I always joke, it's like we can't afford our own work. Yeah, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it's very true. And then as somebody who's here visiting the show, I probably won't buy anything because I just went on a trip to Seattle and I am kind of like I spent all my money in Seattle. So, yeah. Yes. Seattle sounds fun. Seattle was fun. (laughs) It was. But that just means I can't buy that handmade mug that I saw earlier because oh God, I have a things for cups. So, okay. So have you been to the show before? Uh, yes, I've been coming to the show for 14 years, actually. Oh my god! What? Yes, <laughs> since you my look first a lot year younger living than in I Baltimore. Think you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, that's amazing! And so, how did you first hear about the show? Are you a maker or an artist yourself? I am an artist. Yeah, and also a librarian. Okay, a um, little bit of both. I was an artist full time for eight years, but then I got like a an injury that's caused chronic pain, so I had mm. to just make it more a part-time thing and now I'm a librarian as well yeah but I came to Baltimore to go to art school at Mecca at Micah yes Micah Micah and my um my high school art teacher would come to Baltimore every year for the craft show so my first year here she met me and I started coming oh so she's the one who told me about it invited me and she would give me her member discount on the table yeah (laughs) yeah that's right Get Poor that college discount. student. Yeah, exactly. Now I make enough money to pay $16 to get in. There you go. <laughs> Progress. Um, what was your medium that you worked in? Like what? Well, I worked in comics for eight years. Um, now what? You're a yes. comic book illustrator or what'd you do? Um, illustrator and writer. Cool. That's so, so I did, cool. I did lots of indie stuff. Um, I did some work for Mattel, which is what actually caused the injury. It was like overwork from that job. Oh, bummer. And now I mostly paint with acrylic, Mm -hmm. just large format because it was the smaller format that was really like 
causing a lot of pain for me. Yeah. So going much larger and concentrating on painting instead of comics has given me the freedom to kind of like be able to still work on my art. Mm-hmm. But it's mostly for myself now since like I can't be productive enough to make any kind of money. Yeah. So it was kind of like the painting. It's like carpal tunnel kind of stuff. It's tendinitis, so oh, it's yep. like a burning type of pain, and I get it in both arms and my right wrist. Yeah, that's, uh, hey guys, that's why we stretch, and that's every jeweler's worst fear right there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you bought anything today? Not yet. I was thinking about getting some jewelry. I saw over at that rainbow booth. That Oh, the one behind me? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> walked by that, but you guys, there's this giant booth there's these like two huge rainbow flags. I mean, that is enough to draw you in. It is. That's kind of like great marketing right there. It really is. And they have kaleidoscopes, which are out of my price range, but I love looking at them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, And so there's jewelry and kaleidoscopes. Is there anything else over there? (laughs) I think it's just jewelry and kaleidoscopes. Okay. That's a beautiful little combination over there. Um, so then your friend that's here with you, are you, did you bring her into the kind of craft show thing or does she know about them already? She knew about them already. Yeah. Um, before we started coming together, we've gone together a few years. Mm -hmm. Um, we actually met in college. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she just knew about the, about it, I guess, through her art connections. We're Mm -hmm. both artists. Yeah. But yeah, she, she was here coming here anyway sorry and she invited me so I was like okay I'll come I come every year anyway yeah make a day out of it yeah exactly do you like the fact that well for somebody that has been coming you've probably seen the kind of like the growth or the shifts in the show right like is this has the shows gotten bigger every year or has it always been this kind of massive or it has always been this massive yeah because it's pretty big But I have noticed um, there are more um, open areas this year than there have been before. Okay. Um, So it has been more packed before, even though it still is massive this year. Yeah. And it's fairly new that they're showcasing new artists in several areas. And I love that. Like, I love seeing what emerging artists are making. And I love the idea of giving them a chance to, like, get their foot in the door. Yeah. So I love that change, too. Yeah. And then have you... um, I was talking with another guest today about the hip-hop booths. Yes. Like the emerging artists, like group booths. What do you think of those? Everything there was so awesome. Yeah. I already looked through them. I was like, I love everything here. Yeah. I grabbed every business card. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, I don't have the money right now, but maybe someday. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that's something, too, that as a as a seller you're just kind of like hoping that you definitely break even and things like that but there's residual sales from this there were people that down the line like they might not have been in a position to buy something then but then they make an online sale in a couple months and whatnot and I think it's always important to remember about that yes I know there's some people who come here specifically for certain artists because they saw them at a previous show and like they're habitual shoppers from this specific person Mm -hmm. like that was how my art teacher who got me into it was she would come for specific artists every year to buy things from them yep and buy things from them and like commission things from them do you have any artists yourself that you look forward to seeing every year here 
Um, I don't actually look for specific artists every year. Yeah. I just like to like come in and enjoy the experience and kind of amble around. I don't even like walk around in a structured kind of way. I just wander. Yeah. <laughs> You're so opposite from the person I was just speaking with where she has like a list and a specific way that she walks the show and um, a strategy to how she buys and whatnot. Like she was very on point about how she does it but I like the other thing too where it's just like you're just kind of coming and wanting to see things and get inspired and just exactly and if I if I recognize an artist from a previous year it's like oh I saw you last year yeah so that's it's a nice moment of recognition yeah although one year I did mark off every kaleidoscope booth on my map and then go to every single kaleidoscope booth now I know why she likes the the (laughs) rainbow booth she's a thing for kaleidoscopes that's cool do you have a collection is that what you collect no I just look through them at the show oh (laughs) even like that better that's so funny um and so what else do I want to ask you? I mean, I feel like I'm I don't want to ask the same questions to everybody, but I kind of got it. Has you have you ever Oh, here's a good one. Have you ever br- talked somebody into coming to the show for you with the first time and then they were just like, "No. We're yes. happy with their experience?" Yes, my husband. Oh, really? <laughs> well, he liked the art He just hated how big it was. He was like, I'm in so much pain from walking around. I'm never doing this again. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's fair. It's huge. And then it's a uh, convention center, so it's like a concrete floor. Yes. Um, And it can be exhausting. Yeah, it's an all-day affair. Yeah, and I didn't even bring him all day. I brought him for, like, the Friday after 5. Oh, well, then he's just being weak. Yeah, he's a wimp. He's a wimp. (laughs) I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. I love these shows, but it's interesting. I feel like some people come and they love it and other people are like, eh, not my thing. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. They can go to Nordstrom. This isn't for everybody. Yeah, this is is really more for someone who wants an experience. Yeah. Like you said before. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on and speaking with me and giving me some insight about it. Because I know there's a lot of window shoppers here. And I really wanted to talk to somebody that's like, I just come for the inspiration. Oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm kind of the same way. Today, I'm definitely an inspirational shopper versus like getting down to the buying. Inspirational and aspirational. Yes, exactly. There (laughs) we go. Maybe someday I'll have enough money. Yeah. (laughs) That is exactly what I think about a lot of times when I'm here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. All right. Well, thank you so much. All right. Thank you for having me. So as you talk, I'm listening and watching to see how big your sound waves are. Oh, yeah. I saw that. How the bars, it, for it, there were two bars. And I noticed mm-hmm. that when, you know, the guests talked, one would go up. Mm-hmm. And when you talk, the other one went up. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. And that tells me, you know, if I'm being too loud or if, like, I'm really loud or you're really soft. Because you want them kind of even. Yeah. That's how, that's how you get that nice sound. Mm-hmm. So, Max. Hey. How hey. are you? Um, I'm good. How about you? Good. You've been kind of hanging around a while because they're forging spoons behind me. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, I've never done it before. And, yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's kind of a lot of work. But, you know. <laughs> Yeah, kind of worth it. <laughs> so, did you make a spoon? Kind of, half um, a spoon. Well, I tried. I mean, the part. Well, it kind of turned out a little bit wonky, but. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's your first time. It takes yeah. a lot of work. So, Max Selko, right? Mm-hmm. W silent, as you said. How old are you, Max? Um, I'm twelve. 
Nice. Are do you live in Baltimore? Uh, no, I live actually in New York, New York City. Oh, you live in New York City. Oh, wow. So yeah. where at in New York? Um, Manhattan, Manhattan, Island, Manhattan. Yeah. So you're here with your parents. They're shopping. Well, my mom. You're here with your mom. My dad. He's still at home. Yeah. But uh, I'm here with my mom and my grandma. Okay. Yeah. Is this your first craft show? Um, no, I think I I've actually been here before. I think this is my third time here. Wow. Third or fourth time at this craft show. Yeah. So your mom probably comes every year. Well, yeah, we've been here before. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Um, so I think as I was setting up and we were testing some things, you said your mom is an artist. Yeah, and so is my grandma and me, but kind of in different categories. Yeah. Well, what so, category is your mom? Okay, my mom. Well, I'm going to start with my grandma. She is a she uh, makes objects out of clay, like animals. Mm-hmm. That's what she primarily does. Okay. You know, but kind of fun things like an orangutan riding a turtle. You know, fun things. Okay, sculpture. But she's I like really it. good. If you saw her artwork, you know, some people they do it as a hobby, and you say, oh, maybe it's you know okay. But then yeah. when you look at it, you go, whoa, that's like it's actually, actually really yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, with all the little details and everything. Has, did your grandma do it for a living, or does she teach it to other people, or is she no, just a hobbyist? No, that's kind of what she... She doesn't teach it, but yeah. yeah, that's what she's doing now, usually in her free time. And so, what about mom? Okay, my mom, she's a painter. She uh, paints, you know, objects like flowers, uh, food, people. That's mm-hmm. actually what she first did, people. At the New York, uh, wait, I forgot the name, but yeah, it, oh, the New York Art League. Yeah, okay. that's where uh, she at first paint. she still paints there, but that's where she, she first did people. Oh. And now she's doing uh, cows. My great grandma, mm-hmm. she had a cattle ranch and oh. my mom lately put made a painting of a field her grandma's field my great grandma's uh cows it her favorite cows not you know like all the cows but the yeah. ones she liked and loved the most in yeah. that painting cool the thing is though that the photos are kind of old that she had of them so it's not as detailed as some of her other work yeah. works. Does she sell her paintings or is she just kind of yeah, a hobbyist? She's, yeah, she sells some of her paintings. Yeah. Not all of them, but yeah, she sold some. Is your dad an artist? Uh, No, he's kind of, yeah, he's pretty bad. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's pretty bad. <laughs> we all have our talents. Is he kind of more like a business kind of guy? Yeah, he, yeah, he's... Uh, the yeah, he goes out during the day to work. Yeah. Yeah. So when you come to the show, have you ever bought anything, or is there certain things that you've gotten here before? Um. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I've gotten some stuff here. Um. I last year that I, the the last year when I was here, um, there and she's actually here today. Yeah. Uh, this lady, she creates uh, kind of dragon sculptures out of leather. Okay. And not just uh, sculptures, but she also makes books. So I actually bought, you know, this little notebook to write in. 
Oh, cool. That's yeah. a good thing to buy here because it's functional. You can carry it around with you. It's, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I draw. Yeah. I mean, I'm not truly into painting or creating arts and crafts, but, um, I mean, I am an artist technically because I play guitar, you know, music art. Awesome. Yeah, I forgot to ask. I was like, you're an artist too. You play <laughs> guitar. That's amazing. Yeah. Keep going. I wish I started playing guitar when I was 12. Do you play any instruments? I play... I can pluck out some songs on a guitar. I have a beautiful black acoustic guitar. Mm. Um, but I sing. I actually just got back from Seattle, Washington, where I was out there and I played a show with my old band. Oh, that's yeah. nice. I was in a country band with a bunch of people. So mm. played a show, sold out show. Pretty exciting. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So I love music. And I just wish that I would have... I started vocal lessons when I was 12, like around your age. But I really wish my parents would have got me to take piano or, or guitar yeah yeah do you take lessons uh yes i actually take two lessons a week yes. yeah i'm yeah i'm really into it it's fun that's awesome Keep i first going. yeah i first uh tried to do piano yeah. then i tried to do violin Ooh, i played violin when i was your age i played it for like seven years and but i kind of I guess it was because of my age. I was young and I was kind of like, eh, I'm not good at this. And, yeah. <laughs> and so, but, and also maybe I just really wasn't, you know, into that music. But then when I started playing guitar, you know, it was kind of just like piano and violin. I wasn't into it. But then something just sparked and I yeah. started really getting into it. It was you know really fun and it is still really fun now <laughs> and what's interesting though when you, you learn like the theory and notes and reading music and whatnot through guitar that's going to translate to piano like i know a lot of people who once they get really good at guitar or something piano kind of comes second nature or vice versa so keep going with it man that's yeah. really cool and you keep on singing I will. I love singing. I don't ha I'm not in a band. I live in Philly right now and I'm not in a band out here, but um, having just gone back and played a show made me really think about it again. Like maybe I should be in a band again. It's a lot of work, as you know, like it's a lot of practice and getting things mm -hmm. down. So wait, so you, are you in sixth grade? Uh, yes. Do you take art classes? Uh, yes. In my school, we have uh, art yeah. Yeah. So when you walk the shows here, what are you like looking at the most? Like, do you like pottery? Do you care about jewelry? Um, yeah. Well, my mom has told me that I have good taste in oh, art. Okay. You know, I'll say, Ooh, look at that mom. And she said, yeah, that's really beautiful. So I guess, I mean, I can, you know, see beauty in some jewelry and she, mm -hmm. so I guess kind of the jewelry here interests me, but I also, you know, as I told you earlier, um, you know, the dragons and, you know, there are cool things around here and yeah. woodcrafts, you know, yeah. There's something for everybody here. It's kind of mm -hmm. amazing. So when your mom comes here, does she buy a lot of stuff too? Like, is she usually shopping for specific things? Um, yeah, she'll you know, sometimes here look for uh, new clothes. She's actually bought uh, several things uh, from people here, yeah. you know, jewelry, clothes, and, 
Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, I mean, if neat. you're making the trip down, it seems like you guys, yeah, you're pretty you, dedicated. Yeah, might as well make it your while. Do you guys come while. for one day? Like, are you going to drive back to New York, or do you usually stay um, the night? Well, we're, yeah, we're leaving tomorrow. Okay, so you're going to stay the yeah. night and hang out so, in Baltimore. Yeah, yeah just to but yeah we usually just come here and see it for one day even yeah. though you know you can see it for three but oh my yeah. gosh there's so much i i had this like just disbelief no wait that's not the right word i'm tired uh, um i was joking myself thinking that i had like two hours to see the show and <laughs> that's not a thing <laughs> i was like running through the aisles and i barely made it i haven't seen i have a lot of friends here that are exhibiting so i'm hoping to just oh. get to go around and see them yeah, I probably won't get any shopping done, but, you know, it's nice to look at things. Yeah, and also, even if you don't buy anything, it's just also the, and I'm guessing that other people have said, it's also the experience of just being, you know, with all these great people making, you know, all, you know, clothes and everything by hand. You know, it's truly kind of fascinating i mean i think you just really nailed it with that sentence <laughs> yeah because it is i was really interested in talking to somebody people who are shopping as well as people who are selling because i want to know what their value of this experience is for sellers it's really easy you're probably yeah. making a living and you need to make a certain <laughs> amount of money so you feel good about this Yeah, pay the rent buy groceries yeah but i think everybody's um intention with coming to the show can be really different um, and some people come for inspiration. Some people come to check out the competition or just, yeah, just have a good time. Yeah. Come down with their grandmother and their mother and have a little weekend in Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Max, I'm so happy you jumped on the microphone because you've been hanging out all day. <laughs> you guys, Max was standing behind me and I saw him look over my shoulder. He's like, you want to get on the microphone? He was like, no. <laughs> he just walked away. Yeah. At first I was kind of, you know, I was a little bit tense tempted but i was yeah. thinking eh, i still want to work on this spoon here oh okay so you had spoon to work on well also like you know i never know yeah. how things like this are gonna go because a lot of people get intimidated by getting yeah, on that, a microphone yeah that actually also was i was kind of nervous you know am i going to say the wrong thing yeah you know, yeah do you feel like you said the wrong thing at all no i think i spoke my mind how it's you know a great place to visit mm -hmm. to, to you know enjoy your weekend and everything and it's just having a good fun time yeah max i think you nailed it <laughs> thanks you're my i mean you get the award for being my youngest guest you probably are going to hold that award for quite a while so <laughs> um we'll definitely make sure to give you the information so you can hear the podcast episode which is coming out yeah. in like a week mm. all right okay okay well thanks max for talking to me yeah and thanks for letting me speak yeah no problem yeah Talia. Tal Talia. Yes. Tall. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, you know, I'll just respond to anything starting with a no, T at this point. Don't do that to <laughs> me. I, you know, I've never been so self-conscious about names until this, this podcast. Part, yeah. Oh my God. I like, ugh. And I know I butcher people's names and I'm sorry. I'm just, I try real hard. Talia. 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 Yeah. Yeah. It, um, it's like a tall yacht. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And so Talia... Say your last name for us. Cantro. Cantro. Um, you are over at the Peters Valley School of Craft booth, right? Yes. I'm at a booth with them right now. Um, I was their fine metal assistant two summers ago okay. um, in 2017. Um, and right now I'm a resident artist at Pocosin Art School of Fine Craft in North Carolina. 
So, and you were my studio mate, one of the, J- the newest JV Collective member. Lucy Jockel is over there, but she had to go home. Yeah, she was over there. Um, she wasn't feeling well, so she had to go home today. But yeah. she was over there selling some stuff. I was going to say yeah. hi to her, and I can't. Um, so... I do notice at craft shows like uh, this one. I know so Peters Valley has a booth, and SCAD Savannah College of mm-hmm. Art and Design has a booth. Um, I did the Philly Craft Show, and I know that like U Arts did a booth there. Um, so with that, logistically, how does that work out? Like, does the ACC invite you guys? To do something like that, or um, so ACC invited Peters Valley to have a school to market booth. Oh, okay. Um, which really just means that they want a chance to give students the opportunity to sell their work at an event like this to really see what kind of work that they're able to sell and get their booth experience um, and really show yeah. them how a craft fair works. Yeah. So Peters Valley then reached out to us, um, some current and former assistants and fellows that had worked for them, um, and we responded. Oh, okay. That's great. So then does do you have to pay anything to be here? Or? Um, I didn't have to pay anything to be here. I'm not sure how the other schools work, but with Peters yeah. Valley, um, uh, no. Yeah. Um, there's a you know a percentage that Peters Valley takes, of course. Um, but oh, no, from your sales? From my sales, yeah. So it's oh, a okay. 60-40. Um, oh, so it's like artist. a gallery. It's like a yeah, standard gallery, um, which considering yeah. we didn't have to pay for the booth, and they're very, very graciously putting us up in a hotel also. Um, what? Yes. Oh, hey, Peters Valley. Exactly, yeah. So what? I just had to pay to get to Baltimore and for meals, which is... Great. Yeah. So where do you live currently? Um, right now I'm in North Carolina because I'm at Pocosin Arts. Oh, duh. You said mm-hmm. that. Uh, um, so did you fly here or did you drive? I took Amtrak. Oh, yeah. God. I love taking Amtrak. It was great. I mean, I can look out the window. I can see what's going on. And also, I can stretch my legs out and get up. I feel like, oh, they got an attention. announcement going on. Rachel Flynn. We're just going to let them do their thing. It's easy to get lost here. It's huge. It's gigantic. It's massive. Uh, I mean, I just had the most amazing 12-year-old on. And I, well, first of all, I was like, you want to be on the podcast? And then I was like, wait a minute, you're under 18. I probably should ask your parents, <laughs> which was weird for me. I never thought yeah. about that. And then I thought, wait, where the hell are your parents? Is he the first like minor to be on here? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. But I was like, where are your parents? What's going on? Like, he just called him on here? his cell phone because 12-year-olds have cell phones now. We're in the future. Um, and we got permission. Um... Yeah, so I love Amtrak, but every time I try to take it, it's so expensive. Yeah, it really is. But it's so fancy feeling. Um, Well, that's glamorous. That's really cool of Peters Valley to put you guys up and give you this experience. Yeah, we're really grateful to be able to be here. So I haven't had the pleasure of going to Peters Valley. On my bucket list is to visit every craft school. Yes, same. So I need to. Yes. Um, It's not that far. I went... I went to a bachelorette party. Okay. <laughs> Mallory West of my studio yes, got yes. married. So we took her to a cabin in the Poconos. Oh my gosh, it's I, not far at all. I think that's where we were. Yeah. yeah. And someone was like, oh, Peters Valley is just right here. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'm day drinking and tubing, so I can't go right now. <laughs> Next time, though. But that's why yeah. I was like, I really want to go. Yeah, it's um, like a pretty decent distance from both things. It's um, an hour and a half from New York City, so yeah. it's easy to get you from there. Um, and it's in the most northwest corner of New Jersey. Yeah. Um, like the New York, Pennsylvania border. So when you said, what did you do there? You were like a summer assistant? I was the fine metal assistant. So what does that mean there? Because every craft school has their assistant stuff Mm -hmm. different. So when I was at Peters Valley, um, there were fellows and assistants. And the Mm -hmm. fellowship was kind of like a residency. um, And the assistantship was 
Um, I would stay and I would help instructors, visiting instructors when they needed something. Um, I would take care of the studio and help students if they needed something. And I also had my own space, which I can make my own work and develop that. Um, nice. So it was really kind of a all-around half-work-study, half-residency, I would describe it as. Okay, yeah, because you don't pay yeah. anything to do it. No, I didn't pay anything, and I didn't get a stipend when I was there. Oh, you um, don't get a stipend? No, the assistantships didn't get stipends. The fellows oh, okay. got stipends when I was there, but I think they've changed things up um, in the past two summers, so I wouldn't be able to say exactly how they do it now. So how do you support yourself when you do it? Just save up a bunch of money? Um, for most of the time that you're there, they give you meals, three meals a day. Oh, yep. yep. Um, they give you a place to live. Important. So there's not a lot of expenses. Um, Beer. Thanks. There's a lot of beer and pizza money always. Yeah, um, beer, pizza money. And yeah. we're allowed to put work in the gallery there, so there's a little stream of income. Oh, um, nice. And they would do little things to, to give us some money. Like I could pick people up from the airport um, oh, in Newark, yeah. and I would get $85 um, round trip, which I would do that a few times a week, and I could, you know, get a steady flow. And that's a lot of money when you don't have any, like, overhead. It really is. Everybody's missing right now. Guys. <laughs> okay, sorry guys. Um, okay, so back to the ACC show. Yes. Is this your first time ever selling at a show? Um, no, not on a show. It's my first. It's my biggest show, definitely that I've sold yeah. at. Yeah, but you've done like smaller craft shows. I've done smaller ones. Um, I was at the Peters Valley Craft Show a couple summers ago, and I was there. I did um, one in Raleigh recently, the North Carolina's Craftsman Guild uh, with okay. Pocosin. Um, but definitely not as big as this. There's 600 vendors here. It's 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 massive. You know, yeah. It's is huge. that your blinged out pretzel it around is. your? Oh my god, it I love is. that. It's my studio mate Melanie Blinker would be freaking out about this. Ooh. I love that. Yeah. I'm gonna come look at those. Please. We're from Philly. We love pretzels. Exactly right. All I can uh, think about lately is pretzels. Pretzels are well. Yeah, I've been yeah. thinking about pretzels a lot because Munich Jewelry Week is just in a few weeks, mm-hmm. and I'm not going and I'm just going to be thinking about those pretzels. Mm-hmm. They're so good. Um, okay, so how are your sales going? Have you sold anything? Um, I've sold a few things. Uh, because there's yeah. seven of us, we don't really have that much inventory per person, so it's not yeah. you know a huge amount, but it's been pretty steady and I feel good about the amount that I've sold considering how much I brought. Yeah? Yeah. Um, for you, so your overhead expenses... Like even they even have like the boost display, so you didn't even have to think about that really. No, I brought a few little things that I've had for other shows, but really not. Yeah. I didn't have to bring too much besides my work and myself. That's so nice of them to ask yeah, you to do that. Yeah, it was really really nice. I wonder if ACC gives them since they're like a nonprofit or a school organization if they get like a special booth fee. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I didn't ask yet, but I'm I'm pretty fairly certain that they don't have to pay the same amount as most vendors have to pay. Yeah, I could see. I mean, th- and that's really good for American Craft Council to be able to... Yeah, and to be able to promote school to market kind yeah, of things like and that, yeah. advocate for other craft schools. I mm-hmm. mean, you're just creating the next generation of makers that could possibly exactly. be vendors in the future. Yeah, and our booth is kind of like half... Um, us selling our work and then have promotion for Peters Valley. So we've got pamphlets and we're letting people know that we're available to take workshops with um, people who are coming through. They like our work. And we're like, well, do you want to learn how to make this? We can give you that. Gosh, I love that cross promotion. That yeah. is real good. Yeah, it's nice. Um, so do you have an idea or like a number in your head that you would need to sell to be able to kind of make this experience worth it? I mean, it seems like it'd be worth it no matter what because the exposure and marketing. Yeah, to me, it is worth it no matter what. Um, but I yeah. did have a number because I, I, you know, I bought some materials to make some pieces for the show. And then I had yeah. my train ticket and some food. But um, I've made most of that back already. And we're just halfway through the second day. So can I ask what the number yeah. was? Um, it was around 560. 
five hundred and sixty dollars. Yeah, that's it. That's all you need to. That's make. all because I really I didn't have to pay for the hotel. I didn't have to pay for the booth. Damn. All I had was materials and a train ticket. Really, so yeah, it's not it's not too bad. And then what? It's Saturday. So you, how long is this show? Does it go to Sunday? Sunday at five. Okay, so you have a whole other day. Yeah, it's like I'm halfway done. So. You yeah. know, exactly. It's not huge for me because I don't have my own booth. We're like seven people in one booth. But exa- yeah. again, it's it's not really about the money for me in this particular show. And also, you know, you're a resident artist right now. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're missing work or anything to do this kind no, of. No, really, most of what I do right now is make work. Yeah, that's um, what the point of the residency yeah. is. To do things like this. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So how long? Okay. That's funny because I was just... Um, speaking with somebody who's about to graduate and mm-hmm. they were asking me advice on residencies. Yeah. I'm so happy you're here. It's perfect. <laughs> because I know, I mean, Maya Aleppo's done that residency. Mm-hmm. I know Greg Orloff that's done mm-hmm. that residency. My friend Catherine Hart did it and she's a muralist. Okay. Not a jeweler. Hey-o. I know other people besides jewelers. Um, how you liking the residency? I love it. I'm okay. a little bit more than halfway through. Um, how long are is yours? It's a year. Okay, you did yeah. the year long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's an option for a second year, but it's that's not what I'm going to be doing. Um, so it's one year for me. Yeah. Um, and it's really great. It's a small town, so there's not a lot of distractions. Um, so I really just get like 90% of my time is free studio time. Um, and I've got teaching opportunities. So I teach uh, one kids class a week and one adult community class a week where nice. um, people in the community can come and take classes that they wouldn't really get opportunity to anywhere else and i'm sure that's how you make your money that's how i make that money outside of your work (laughs) exactly yeah um we've got a gallery space so i can sell my work there um again it's a small town so we don't get a lot of traffic flow but i was just gonna say i was like how those sales do you know not on the off season not so great but um when there's workshops coming in people are more open to yeah it's like penland and aramon i make i make great money off of those but it's seasonal yeah 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 it's you know it's the same kind of season it's like um you know may through october is is the on season yeah Mm mm-hmm so financially, um, they give you a place to live or do you pay for your own place to live? No, they give me a place to live. Mm-hmm. Um, I get a stipend. I get $300 a month stipend. Oh, nice. and then, it's the same as Aramont when I was there. Yeah, it's a it's a really good number. I'm, I'm happy yeah. to have that. Um, and then I get paid for teaching. So how many you get an hours? hour? I get $15 an hour teaching. Not so bad. It's not bad, no. Yeah. Um, and so I'll teach, you know... Mm, about five hours a week normally and then there are some people that want to take private classes there could be like a specific event like hey we need you to do this oh that's nice um and then you know i'm selling a few pieces every month so i mm-hmm. get more than enough to live more than enough for like car insurance and phone yeah. and whatever i need because i'm not paying any rent yeah. yeah and then with the application process um do you know when the application rolls open and like um, like it's it pretty soon, so it's oh, not okay. quite open yet. Um, but since my residency is up in July, we're going to be advertising for that pretty soon. So keep your eye open, Pacos oh, and Arts. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to have the metals residency will be open and ceramics residency will be open. Oh, you know what? Yeah. So how many different mediums are there? Um, there's three main studios. There's fine metals, ceramics, and we have a new digital fabrication studio. Oh, that's um, fancy. And just announcing, Zachary Lechtenberg is going to be our DigiFab Lab resident. And he's getting there April 1st. I feel like I saw something on Instagram this morning, but I'm in such a yes, like, it's work like mode. It's like new news. It was today we announced Yeah, that. I saw the little Pocosin mm-hmm. thing in the corner. Oh, he's good. Yeah, so we're excited about that. Um, yeah. So we'll have two, I believe, two open residency spots. So probably around April we'll be sending those out. Yeah. So what do you think, I mean, as somebody who's done it, um, if you were coming fresh out of undergrad, do you Mm -hmm. think this would be a great residency for you? 
Um, Because I feel like each residency is like a little different for where you're at in your career. I don't think that this is the one I would have done straight out of undergrad. Um, I went to Peter's Valley straight out of undergrad and I would recommend that or um, yeah, I would recommend that one. Um, Maybe Haystack or summer assistant Haystack would be a good one. Yeah, this is the same person. um, I've been encouraging them to do the assistantship at Penland Mm -hmm. or um, Aramont or something like Mm -hmm. that. Because I feel like you still need to be growing your network. And I feel like the Cosin's kind of isolated. Exactly, yeah. And so I think it's better for established artists, a little bit more established, who has um, a sense of where they want to take their work in that year. And they have a very focused, you know, guideline for it. but Peters Valley or Haystack or the other ones have more workshops going on. They have more people coming in and out, and there's a little bit more. Um, um, I can't. Remember a different type word. of energy. Yeah. A different kind of energy, is, and like yeah. a little bit more structure and more um, work for them to do from the administrations there. Yeah. So you get more of a sense of like what I should be doing rather than Pocosin, which is great for me at the time, at the moment. Yeah. Um, where I can do whatever I want. But I think if you're just getting out of undergrad, that would be a little bit overwhelming. I feel like, yeah, people don't necessarily bring that up. Just like, I just want studio time. It's like, ah, sometimes that structure, like going from like school and classes and whatnot to like. Yeah. To just self-motivation, purely self-motivation. It's hard. Oh, my God. When I first, when I even just like leaving the residency at Aramont and moving to Philly, there was like six months where I just kind of mm-hmm. was like in this. Not, I call it like a studio depression. Yeah. Like I could do whatever I want and I didn't know what the hell to I do. I want to do whatever I want and I don't want to do anything. Yeah, yeah. And I just kind of panicked and I just didn't make anything and I kind of floundered. And that's, I mean, this idea kind of festered in that time so that something mm-hmm. productive came out yeah. of it. But it can, it can be hard. It can be really hard. So I was, that was something that I was slightly concerned when talking about it because I couldn't speak to the experience in that way. But that's really good feedback mm-hmm. for anybody that's thinking about it. Yeah. It's I've, important to do research about the residency that you're going into. Like they're not all the same. They all the have atmosphere. their ups and downs, exactly. And so you should be really thinking about them, the people, how often their workshops, the location is very important. Yeah, location's yeah. huge. So, girl, you said you ain't getting that second year. What Do you have something lined up? What's I'm happening? I'm applying to grad schools. What? So I'm not sure where I'm going to go yet. And I have yeah. some interviews lined up um, next week, actually. Damn, so you're so in the throes of it. Yeah. I'm in the, oh, my gosh, I've got like six days to memorize everything I'm going to say to all their questions. So where did you go to undergrad at? Uh, SUNY New Pulse. Oh, you did? Yeah. Who did you graduate with? Anybody I know? Uh, Hannah Oatman, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Hannah yeah. Oatman. And then um, some other people, Kelly Knowles, Alyssa Sente. But I don't, I don't know, know them. Yeah. I mean, I just I know Hannah because she was at Houston. And mm-hmm. yeah, she's been bopping around a yeah. bunch. Um, where is... Where is your dream grad school? Um, I'm applying to RISD. That's my number one right now. Yeah. Um, so we'll see about that. I'm applying to a few others. Um, Kent, Madison, ECU. Hannah's at, Hannah's Hannah's at RISD. Hannah's at RISD, yeah. <laughs> we need to yeah. get back together again. Then we went to undergrad. We were going to get grad. But we'll see. I haven't even had the interviews yet with these places. So I don't know where I'm going. But yeah. that's what I'm hoping for. Well, best of luck Thank to you. Thank you so much. That's very exciting. I got to yeah. come over and check out. Please. Are there CZs in that pretzel? There are. It's brass and CZs. And you Ooh. know, I'm going to try to make a gold and diamond one, but Damn, don't exactly I have that, that overhead. Well, gold and diamonds <laughs> are out of my price range, but brass and oh, CZs. That's why I made it out of brass and CZs. Yes. <laughs> you speak in my language. <laughs> I know. I was. Uh, it's interesting when I talk to people. It, I mean, it's a delicate thing asking mm-hmm. people who are shopping trying to be like so what's your price exactly. range like it's i like, brought up like budget and it's like i just want where someone's asking you for commission i'm like okay well what are you thinking about spending and they're like oh whatever you think it's worth I'm like well 
I need a range because I can make the same thing in brass and gold. It's the same amount of work for me, but what do you want? Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's nice that you might have some commissions come out of this too. Yeah, yeah. No, we're getting people's numbers. A lot of people ask, you know, do you make this in a different shape or whatever? Yeah. Um, And we just don't have enough space at the booth of seven people. But we say, yes, we do have this. I don't have it with me, but if you'd like, I can give you my information. Yeah. Well, good on you, Peters Valley. I love that, that they're supporting you in this way. That's so cool for you to get this experience. Yeah, it's really great. We're really grateful. I'm super happy to be here. Thank you so much for coming over. And it's kind of perfect that I get to speak with the resident from Pocosin because I literally was just talking about it last week. Oh, that's really good timing. And I haven't had anybody on the podcast to give insight about it. Awesome. I'm glad I could help out. Yeah, it's so nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. And you're going to be my last interview of the day. I mean, technically, I, d- I stopped at five, but I did kind of hang out for like 15 minutes. So, yeah, I got to put in the time. All right. I'll I'm, do my best. You're doing you're great. Um, <laughs> hey, everyone. It is a little after five o'clock here at the ACC Baltimore show. I've been interviewing artists and attendees, a lot more attendees, actually. In hindsight, I was like, oh, right. The artists actually have to be working. Um, but that kind of made me excited because I more so wanted to be able to talk about the people that people that come to these shows. Right. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like I always get the, in- the perspective of people who are selling, but not necessarily who are buying. Right. Yeah. And so I am here with Jessica Todd. Hi. Hey girl. Hey, um, I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to put you on blast. You guys, Jessica supported the podcast. I'm going to say your name on the podcast Yay. next week. Um, but she donated through PayPal, through my website, <laughs> which is so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I, I'm i a big fan of, of giving credit where it's due. And um, I just not only really believe in what you're doing Aww. in the jewelry field, um, but I think you're an amazing interviewer. And Thanks. I just get, like, real quality entertainment from listening to the podcast in addition to feeling like I'm doing something like educational for my life yeah but I'm like cooking dinner so that's awesome I'm oh a big th- fan that is one of my favorite times to listen to podcasts yeah. when I cook dinner I put yeah. one on and uh I have one that I save in the morning when I make my breakfast I listen to the New York Times the daily mm-hmm. so that's my daily news whatever and yeah. then at dinner is typically Dan Savage or something fun like that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you listen to a lot of different podcasts? Uh, yeah, I do. I'm, I'm sort of like new to the world of podcasts, but, um, but yeah, I love yours and it's it's super entertaining and you interview people that I'm like, I want to know what this person has to say. Like Bella Naiman, like, Oh my God. Oh my God. That interview was so great. Yeah. She's fantastic. And Erica Bello, I just listened to, and then I saw her at the booth and I was like, Hey, I listened to your podcast. So it worked out really well. Oh, Oh, some, someone's missing. This has happened a few times. The overhead and they're like, Hey, um, Which is also funny to me because it's like, cell phones? (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? Oh, I bet it's somebody who like lost something in a booth or something Mm. like a wallet. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So guys, Jessica and I actually were introduced via email the other week because Mm -hmm. you work with Snag. You're a Snag volunteer? I, yeah, I'm on the Snag uh, conference program committee and then I'm also on the 50th anniversary committee. Oh, wow. You're doing all the committees. Yeah. They just hit me up to be on a committee and I was like, I'm sorry I run a podcast. (laughs) I don't even have time for my friends right now. So like, no. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. And I totally respect 
them. I'm honored they asked, but no, I can't. Um, but I mean, I don't think I've really talked about this on the podcast yet, but it's like, it's happening. So I'll be at um, the Snag Conference, everyone, in Chicago in May. Yay. And it's interesting. I'm going to be doing recording for Snag, but not as perceived value. It will be... Mm. A project that we're going to be working on for their 50th anniversary, so it's a big deal. Um, lots of reflecting, lots of talking about the past and stories, and I'm going to be helping them create kind of a digital audio archive of these stories. Yeah, which is really exciting. It um, is. And it gets me, I still get to do what I love to do, which is talk to people and record it. But um, I don't have to be perceived value. I get to talk about other things and have a different perspective of it. Yeah, we'll it's see. it's really exciting. And we had talked about doing some kind of recorded thing. And um, then Gwen came back and she was like, what about getting Sarah Rachel Brown? And I was like, yes, yes, <laughs> do that, yes. <laughs> yes that's going to happen, yes. Um, so it'll be great. And I'm working with you. You're going to help me coordinate the scheduling. Yes. Yeah, there's so many working parts to snag. It's kind yeah. of mind-blowing how much goes into it. And it's yearly, so it's. I'm sure you guys start organizing the next year pretty much the day afterwards. Yeah, we yeah. do. And, and I mean, I, I'm just kind of new to it. I did the pro- conference program committee for last year's conference as well, and it's really interesting to see kind of behind the scenes and and everybody on the committee is volunteering their time and um, yeah. and just trying to get everyone's different opinions <laughs> together. So oh, it's definitely... That's fun. It's, um, you know, it's <laughs> challenging, but it's great. Yeah. It's a great way to meet people. So volunteer. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure it's like really great experience too if you want to be on that kind of end of things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Jessica, it was funny, you guys, I was standing here talking to Brian Farrell, uh, snag president-elect and then like you walk up and introduce yourself and I was like hey all these snag people but I did not think I would see you because you live in Florida um so what are you doing at the ACC Baltimore show (laughs) so um so I live in Florida I'm actually the my day job is a residency manager at the Rauschenberg residency so I'm way down in um Captiva Florida near Fort Myers and but I'm originally from Northern Virginia outside DC and um so I came up to visit my parents I'd been planning to come this time of year and coordinated it with ACC me and my mom sort of have a tradition of coming to ACC oh you do yeah oh I love that before I really even got into medals we um started coming here and so she's here somewhere sitting down because I, I made her day. go through the whole show. She's like, hey, we're done here. It's really good. Oh, hey, I know her. Hi. Um, you know, what's really interesting, because I was trying to get uh, perspective of, like, who are these people that come to these shows even? Yeah. Because I'm from uh, Iowa. None of my family knows what American craft is. Mm-hmm. It, you know, I feel like some people grow up with this and their parents instill in them the importance of knowing about craft and coming yeah. to these type of shows. A lot of people learn about it like I did when you start getting into a craft yourself, of course. Um, but how many years have you been coming to the show? Like, when did you first hear about this? Um, I don't, I don't know, actually. I mean, I feel like since I was a teenager and I'm 32, so that's amazing. Um, yeah, and I we would start to. I mean, we went to like local craft shows when I was a kid. Yeah, um, my mom just likes jewelry, and so woman after my own like, heart. Yeah, <laughs> she's hey, Mama like, Todd, I want you to grow up and be a jeweler. And um, 
you know, I guess that got in my head somewhere. But um, that worked out. Now I'm just like, <laughs> I'll have a job and I'll go buy other people's jewelry. But um, yeah, but yeah. So it's been it's like a thing that we do. Yeah, I love that. There's, I mean, multiple people I've talked to today that this is like a thing that they do. They set a time, they set this time aside every year. Um, are you the type of person? Okay, so you buy because guys, I can see some bags. Yeah. Um, do you? like save for this and know when you come here that you're going to want to spend X amount of dollars. Do you plan to do some Christmas shopping at this time? Like what's your thing? Um, okay. So, um, I, I like think of myself as a, um, like (laughs) early career collector. (laughs) Hey, me too. (laughs) Um, and I love like buying like, like street jewelry and, um, just, uh, and that and I and I I like collecting from people what I can with my budget now, which yeah. um, you know, in the in- interest of the transparency you have on the show is usually yeah. like for me is like a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Um, and I bought a you know, three hundred dollar something brooch once, and I was like panic, had a panic yeah. attack. I was like, yeah. <laughs> once like or so twice much. a year, like I I have some stuff and I love it and it makes me really happy. Um, yeah. And so the great thing about the ACC show being a tradition with me and my mom is that she buys me something. I was, I mean, I didn't want to ask, but like it's me. So I wanted to ask, but I was like, is this something where like your mom buys you something every time? Yeah. Like I'll be like Christmas time. I'm like, if we're going to ACC, I'm like, don't get me anything because we're going to ACC and like, I want to get something. Do you guys get a hotel room for the night? Like come up? No, we like drive up for the day from Northern Virginia. And, um, so yeah, the the budget. And then the great thing about like, I'll make her jewelry kind of like in exchange. Cause like she loves my jewelry. She's my mom. Yeah. And like, (laughs) I love other people's jewelry cause that's how we do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what did, did you, did she get you something this year? Yeah. What'd she get you? Um, so I got this really sweet necklace from an artist who I've never heard of before seeing her work. Mm. Um, she's the first time artist here, Hillary Hertzler. Oh. And she's in Philadelphia. So I'm like, she has a really interesting background. Um, oh, I want to say she's an urban designer. Um, by in the past and she's like gotten into jewelry and her work is awesome so yeah like it's a good one so how does that go about does your mom kind of say like i want to get you something from this artist or is it like you fall in some love with something you're like mom this she is the one. she gives me a budget nice um and then i'll be like you know like before this we stopped at this um bead shop and she saw this bead she liked and i was like i'll make you a ring if you like up my budget and um <laughs> i like she's this. like okay this is a really <laughs> nice dynamic you guys have going on um <laughs> the barter system is yeah, beautiful yeah and then like as we go like this time i stayed within budget but like sometimes if i go over i'll be like all right, I'll make you a pair of earrings. Like, I'll just, like, start adding the things I'm going to make for her. You have, like, this whole um, list going yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she's she's down for that. So, um, but, yeah, I just, I, I'm one, like, I'm pretty self-controlled. I walk the whole show. Yeah. I don't let myself buy anything until I've been to every single booth. Yeah. And then I pick like one thing and I'm like, that's what I want. I can't do that. Like I, it's like, you're not the first person that said that today. And I yeah. know that's like 
even as like a, <clears throat> when I was selling at a craft show, um, my mentor was like, you know, I would get a little downtrodden because like so many people would come in and be seemed really excited and then yeah. buy nothing. And I was like, well, that's okay. <laughs> She's like, no, you have to calm down. Like, cause a lot of people make their rounds, take your card, make no, and then come back and buy things. Yeah, I'm the type of person and I do this in my life as well where I'm like <laughs> I like Philly I'm gonna move there never been there <laughs> and then the same thing with the crafts show like walk in see a booth first thing I fall in love with I buy yeah um, it's hard yeah I haven't regretted it I've done yet. it a couple times yeah um, but I but I like yeah. the method I like when people are very strategic about their buying yeah and what they it's do it's definitely like I know I'm, I'm I know I'm gonna get one Thing. I did actually get like a mug as well that was um, that I bought that wasn't as expensive but um, yeah I mean I know I'm gonna get like one really awesome thing and it's yeah. like once a year or if I don't come to ACC I'll, I'll go to like the trunk show at snag and I like I'm gonna buy something big yeah and so it's like a big deal it is a big you deal um, things that I keep forgetting to ask about oh so you've been coming for years mm-hmm. the entry fee I think it's 16 what did somebody tell me today 16 it's 16 yeah since you have been coming for so long have you noticed that if that's fluctuated like has it been more in the past or less like I'm always I had one woman last year I was standing in somebody's booth it wasn't me selling because thank goodness but she was like I spent Fifteen dollars to get in here. I'm not buying anything. Like she kind of said it like that, and I was like, huh. "Okay, well, <laughs> that's uh, wow." Um, yeah, I. Well, it makes you wonder, like, what, um, what, like, budget of work people think are is what here? they're getting in here. Yeah, because yeah. um, I I come in here knowing it's like a little bit of higher price point. Like, yeah, and I can get down on like a like down home craft show with like grandma selling quilted stuff like I love like super quirky craft like $15 a pop like love that but here I know like I kind of know what I'm getting into yeah um but it's never I've come a couple of times by myself um and being like a single person it's not that big of an impact I could see if it's like a couple um but since I come with my mom she pays it I was I was going to ask. I was like, does mom pay the entry fee? Yeah. I love Thanks, hanging mom. out with parents. They're like, mm, let me get your coffee, sweetie. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. <laughs> and so are you guys going to have dinner in the city before you go back? Oh, there's the Baltimore Jewelry Center happy hour. You guys have oh. to get back. You're driving. Yeah. Uh, you know, my mom. Yeah. She's she's tired. Turn into so, a pumpkin. She's um, <laughs> we yeah. had a plan to have dinner out here. We might. It depends if we can, like, track down a decent restaurant nearby, I think. Yeah. So... I'm a, I'm a food person. I'm like that's what I like plan around. It's like yeah. as long as we have time to go out to eat. That's we used to always do like Little Italy. Um, oh, I drove through that on the way here. I was yeah. like, wait a minute, are we in Little Italy all of a sudden? Like mm-hmm. it was really funny. I've not really been to Baltimore a whole lot, so I haven't really yeah. explored it other than the Baltimore Jewelry Center and the Convention Center. Right. No, I yeah. feel like I need like a good, um, like ask someone local for like a good food recommendation. Yeah, but. Well, the only thing I was bummed about today is that I didn't get to speak with anybody who's just like, I was just walking by and saw something going on. So I came in like I wanted to find that person because I know that person exists for this. Yeah. But maybe it's a lot more of like having a lot of intention of coming. Well, I mean, I feel like even just walking in here, like I know what I'm coming here for and it's kind of hard to find. Like, yeah, it's kind of tucked in and it's like this 
giant convention center and yeah um i'm always surprised by the lack of advertising on the outside of the building yeah i mean no offense acc i know you got a lot going on but uh no i it doesn't I was really thinking help that, like street like a, traffic yeah like a signage outside and you know sometimes stuff like that it's like the city won't allow or whatever but yeah um i don't know like a billboard um yeah. maybe there's like music i was like they should have like food trucks in here and like music and like so you can like hear this like something's happening over there but yeah i guess it's kind of a hard venue for that too so because you've been coming for so long have you been able to kind of grasp like how the dynamic of the event has changed you know like everybody talks yeah. about the like the golden years of craft shows where you're like thirty thousand dollars was nothing and right. you made a really good living off of this and then you know the internet came <laughs> and like changed everything yeah you know well okay well first of all i'll say that like the yeah i've seen it change a lot i think it seems like they're bringing in a lot of younger artists some people with like lower price points self-trained like it's feels a little more edgy and I haven't oh, been in a, okay. in a couple of years. Um, when I first started coming, I think it was a lot more like super fine jewelry, fine craft. And it seems like they're like got a little cooler stuff going on. Yeah. Um, which Trying I really to bring like. in new demographics of shoppers and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, like I always hear the thing about the glory days of craft shows and stuff and how nobody makes any money anymore but you always hear that from people who had like their peak in their career and I'm like maybe that was there's a bunch of new jewelers like I know (laughs) them they're young like they must be making something or they wouldn't be doing this yeah you're not gonna keep doing this if you're not making money yeah Yeah. so I'm like I kind of I don't know I don't know if there's like I don't know if there's actual data on yeah the glory days of craft shows well it's all perceived value because like no one knows no one's i mean it's also interesting when i've talked to people that do these shows like back in the day like no one would talk about what they were doing i feel like Mm -hmm. more people are asking like so how much do you make or was this a good show you know like they're willing to share more information yeah i've been told so i mean i feel like we're in a time when people are pretty appreciative of handmade stuff like it's kind of trendy it's trending um, right now so oh yeah 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 i mean there's like you got like nick offerman's freaking reality show of like craft you yeah. know like it's yeah. like it's coming like, back people get it mm-hmm. like they watch like you know joanna Gaines and stuff like you know, i feel like there's yeah. some appreciation for like craft yeah um yeah, yeah. more than there was when i was say in high school or something like nobody knew about craft shows when I was coming with my mom to craft shows. I never knew about then. craft shows so. until like I moved to Penland and I was like, what's yeah. a craft show? Yeah. So yeah. Um, what did you buy? What's in there? It, it's actually the necklace on the card. Oh, it's just that. Oh, you bought this. You bought her show. Ne- oh, it's a big piece. Yeah. It's Look at you. Awesome She's well, she, you know, guys, artists, we make postcards. We usually put like our fanciest pieces <laughs> on it because we want them to make us look really good. And you bought the postcard piece. Which I bought is the a big deal. Uh, was there, is that just all necklace? You didn't get anything else today? Um, yeah. And I got a mug. Um, Ooh, she got a mug. Who'd you get a mug from? I'm not allowed to buy any more mugs, guys. Fun fact about Sarah Rachel Brown. She owns over 70 cups. Some of her are in just boxes because that's okay. ridiculous. I bought a mug from Don Reynolds Ceramics, oh, um, who was in one of the, um, what is it? 
pop. Oh yeah, we're talking about emerging those. artists. Yeah, yeah. the hip hop yeah. booths. Oh, awesome! Way to way to support the emerging artists. Yeah, I like. I usually get like an emerging artist piece too, and I and yeah. typically they're more affordable, which is nice. It is because they don't understand their <laughs> value yet. I like to like slide in there before people like when I know someone's about to blow up. I'm like, I'm gonna oh buy my god, it's right so now. true. I um, actually like I went to a show last night for Tyler School of Art, and mm-hmm. um, one of the students had this brooch that was speaking my language, and I, you know, she had DM'd me on Instagram like, "Thanks for coming." I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Hey, if you're interested in selling that piece, like, let me know how much it is." And she told me this number, and I was like, girl, no. <laughs> so cheap. You're like, I'm going to buy it, and then right after that, no, raise your prices. I know. Like, <laughs> if I was a bad person, I would have been, like, sold. <laughs> yeah. But I am better than that and basing my career about value. <laughs> so I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah I'm going to tell her that that's price. the price that she told me is basically her wholesale price. And yeah. So she has to double yeah. it. And so if I want to buy it, I have to pay double. Ugh. And I will, because it's cool. Yeah, yeah. it's worth it. I d- I'm all about paying paying people what they deserve. But yeah. but if you but have if a price tag on it. Like, yeah, exactly. If you come to a craft show and you price <laughs> it at that, like I am not going to be like, no, please let me pay you more, because I'm in a position to do that. <laughs> yeah. um, so I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. uh, get, yeah. in while, get in while you can. Get in while yeah. you can. But I, you know what? I really love how you're like, I'm an early collector. Like I kind of <laughs> joke too, like, I am a collector. Yeah. And most of my collection I've amassed from trades and I couldn't have afforded it otherwise. Yeah. But my collection's like contemporary jewelry collection's pretty good right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, I it's like the gateway. Like if I ever make a lot more money, I'll spend yeah. it on art, you know? And like when I was in high school, I would save up and spend it on jewelry. So I always yeah. appreciate jewelers who are like... And I, I'm sure after being at one of these shows, you're just like, oh, my God, I'm not talking to another person. Yeah. But I appreciate people who, like, take the time to talk to someone who's, like, clearly not going to buy their stuff. Because oh, it's like, starts building an appreciation. And, like, yeah. I am going to spend percentage of my money on this. And, like, if yeah. that... If that amount ever gets really big, then the, then I'll spend a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. You got to start somewhere and you got to start, like, cultivating the next... Yeah. generation of collectors even if it's through the barter system yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i can't wait i bet you're gonna bring that you're gonna bring that necklace to chicago oh hell yeah i'm yeah i'm gonna like because uh, like i said she's like an emerging artist and she doesn't come from jewelry background so i was yeah. like oh snag like you're gonna be there and she was like oh i'm still learning about these things and i was like all right yeah. like then i really want to promote somebody and um I love that. I love when you meet people that have no idea about, yeah, different backgrounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Jessica, it's just about that time. Man, I've been talking for like four hours. <laughs> uh, I'm so happy that I ran into you, and I'm yeah. so happy that I got to have you as my last interview of the day. It's like end on a real high note. Aww. Um But this after this, we'll, co- we'll continue working via email. So it's nice to get to like meet somebody because then, yeah. yeah, sometimes when you work, it's hard like getting a grasp of like, who people are through email can yeah. be really difficult. You're pretty good, actually, though. Like, I was like, oh, you're very warm, friendly, etc. And like, feel the same way. Because I sent you, you like a massive paragraph telling you how awesome you are. <laughs> I was Guys. like, she's either gonna think this is creepy or great, but nope. Always love like, it. In case you're wondering, yes, send me all the love. <laughs> it's like, well, podcasting is just like a one-sided thing. Like, I'm just yeah. putting this out there. So, it, yeah. like, any kind of feedback is great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Thanks, girl. 
All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening to all my interviews today with everybody that came through the ACC Baltimore show. And hey, Baltimore Jewelry Center, you guys are amazing. Thank you for bringing me here and giving me my little opportunity. All right, Jessica, let's get out of here. Perceived Value is recorded and produced by me, Sarah Rachel Brown. If you love the podcast and you want to show your support, become our patron. Visit patreon.com slash perceived value to learn more or check out our website at perceivedvaluepodcast.com and click on the support page. As always, thank you for listening.